It's starting. We're, We're starting off hot. There was, there was, you had accountability. Now, what I can Now, all you need is a podcast and a YouTube channel. <laughs> no, no, not even. Where, where, give me the money. Show me, show me, show me the money. <laughs> Apparently there's a fool fool rage. <laughs> Shoot the J. Shoot, Shoot it. it. <laughs> uh, live on Facebook.com. <laughs> Foolproof Entertainment Network. I need you on Twitter. I need you to, to repost the Facebook pages. To raise a human before I would trust a human to raise a pack of wolves. <laughs> before I would trust a pack of humans to raise a wolf. Right. I hear you. They reminded me and i was like oh that's too long that's too long yeah well we have we have known each other for quite a long time i mean uh your brother and i went to what preschool together or i guess he was a mansion kid with us so first grade kindergarten first grade i got it i got it fixed we're back we're back um so real quick i'm gonna redo introductions but (laughs) (laughs) you know i don't understand because i don't turn it off so I don't know what happens. I don't. I don't know. I blame you for making me paranoid about it like six months ago. And then... <laughs> what was that? When I said I didn't want to be... Yeah, uh, when you told me you didn't want to be on like the outro, didn't want us talking over the outro. And so for whatever reason now, it gets it gets left off sometimes. Well, I don't know what I'll say when I think the mic's cut off. That's true. So, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know? But... If you'd like to reintroduce. All right, so I will. I'll reintroduce just real quick. So we already did our spiel. What up, fools? Uh, episode 54, we have Victoria Vincent joining us live from Chicago. Uh, we're going to get to talking to her a little bit here. Uh, if you're coming in as the, the conversation in progress, welcome to the show in progress. <laughs> so, uh, was it muted or was it just off? The, I mean, the sound was muted. I got oh, it. Okay. It's, it's Like I said, it's fixed. All right. Well, so what do we want to get into here? We want to, uh, Victoria, tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's start there. We'll start oh. there. Put you on the spot. <laughs> That's perfect. That's great. That's perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I live here in Chicago because uh, I don't know. I had to get out of Ohio, and I um, it. yeah, it's. I work in medicine. I do, and then I decided that. You know, that wasn't enough embarrassment. So I became a stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's fun. Like, it's definitely... I would say being a stand-up comic is sadder than working with cancer patients. But, <laughs> you know, it's Don't a close do that. tie. Stop it. Because I did my so, own. yeah. And, I, you know, I try stand-up. Right now, stand-up's dead, so I'm going insane. Um, you know, Chicago, we've been closed since uh, Halloween. Got so, it. 
Um, we had our second shutdown. So I just kind of like, I'm going like stir crazy. I've been building dollhouse furniture like a psychopath. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much, that's all that I do. I build creepy crafts and uh, watch a lot about murder. Um, and the two are closely related. <laughs> I can see that. Hey, I've got a basement where you could practice your craft. Yeah. Sure. I had a lot of tools in the mail um, recently because I was doing more building, and it looks like I'm building a human friend. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. You're, uh, you're setting up your own torture chamber. Yeah. I get it. Why not? Oh, well, I will, I will say that... Uh, Catching a, I think it was a clip of probably a, a, smet, a set you did over at, I think it was, what was it, the Laugh Factory? Was it the, yes. um, yeah. the chill as fuck uh, clip? Oh, yeah, I had that yeah. one, too. That's an older one. Oh, I, is it? I love that. Yeah, that's it. it. So we caught a couple of clips, and we were like, hey, we kind of know her. Maybe she'll want to. Maybe we can get her to come on. Listen, I did my, I did my homework. I even saw you on the uh, what was it? The the last locust. Uh... Oh, that's that's so funny yeah. that you found that. That is doing your homework because I don't know where that is. Listen, I don't know how you got there. You don't know about me. I'll look you that's up. That's it. That's right. Yeah, I did that show a few. I did that show like maybe a month ago or two months ago. I don't know when. Oh, yeah, because really? I did it on Thanksgiving weekend. So. Nice. Yeah, that's so funny. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't like, it's weird because um, now I'm like, I'm realizing people can find stuff that I post on the internet. Like my coworker's like, oh, I'm going to Google you. I'm like, oh, please don't do that. It's not, <laughs> not that oh, I'm, so. sure, I'm sure that's going to bite me in the ass uh, down the line with all the uh, shit I talk about on here. Especially on here, yeah. Yeah, but the difference is you don't have to go, I don't know, maybe you do, but. If any of my patients ever heard my stand-up, I don't know if I would. <laughs> you don't know how that would play out? <laughs> that, I mean, I have a few patients who, who know, but I don't know. It, it's, I, I really do try to be like a clean comic. Like, I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty green, except for like my dating material is really like weird. But it's not my, it's not me that's doing the weirdness. So I think it should be fine. Right. I'm just like, like if you're repeating something someone said, like if someone said, fuck up your asshole you would like it's just you repeating the statement that's, <laughs> that's basically true. what it is i'm repeating the gross things guys say to, say me, to you so i'm really <laughs> i saw the one what did you say with the dude he said you went on a date with the white dude and he brought up stop and frisk i almost pissed myself oh yeah i, I forgot almost it. <laughs> His, you really did listen to that set. That's listen, a good one. I yeah, I didn't know what to do about it. It's super weird. I didn't, I literally don't. And that's I, a true story. I don't story. know what people want me to do. That's a true story, too. I bet it is. I know people bring up ignorant shit like that all the time. Well, it's like they want to be like, especially in, in Chicago, it's like, it's a mix of like, there's bro culture and then there's hipster culture. Right. And like, so the hipsters want to be especially woke. So they want to make sure they understand everything that I'm experiencing. Where I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Like I'm I've never experienced anything. I'm just over here, you know, living my life, watching Gilmore girls. And like I'm like, I'm not the black friend you want. <laughs> Clearly, uh I mean I'm the one you get, but I'm not the one you want. Listen, you up there with you may be the one, you definitely the one you want. You up there, uh Wrigley Stadium. You hear what I'm saying? It's fair. I do live on the 30th floor by Wrigley Stadium. Listen, look at you. If you're building, I know, right? I'm over here. Like, those... I got the lake in my view, and I got Wrigley in my view. I'm doing well. Well, I'm single and alone, but I'm doing well. 
if your building goes up past 10 floors and is not a gated community, meaning they're fencing you in and not people out, you're doing well for yourself. That's all I can say. You know, right? 50 floors. <laughs> that's, that's nice. And that's literally, scary. my dad said he was afraid of, like, he. I told him I was living on the 30th floor and he was like, oh, I don't think I could do that. I'm afraid of heights. I'm like, you're in a building. Like, you're not, like, scaling the building. You're inside of it. But you just <laughs> talked about your view. I understand. And I know you have a <laughs> Yeah, but, like, it's like I live on the third floor, but he's, like, afraid. I'm like, what are you afraid for? This is, like, ground. I'm not, like... But I feel I'm like not... I feel like 30 floors up, you could feel, like, the building sway in the wind. <laughs> no, I actually couldn't. No, you I couldn't? I think the only time right. I ever feel the building sway is uh, during, like, the air and water show with the planes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that, is that the real thing? The I've Monica? never been in a building past 10 floors is why I'm saying that. <laughs> but I mean, is the building sways the higher up? I mean, you can well, definitely, there are definitely buildings where you can. Building sway. Chicago yeah. buildings are built that way. If right. you go downtown, it if you're in downtown city, Chicago, right? you can see it. Because it's yeah. the way the architecture is done in order for the buildings to be stable. In the wind is they do sway a little. They bit. have to be able to have a little movement, otherwise like they tip and they fall. <laughs> That's so if you're ever in Chicago, just like look up and you'll see a slight sway. Like, or you could, or I'm just high a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, well, I'm. This I'm, is a good choice. This is a good choice. I'm sure I've seen my roof sway a few times. Looking, uh, and that's a ranch, so um, <laughs> that explains to you how much. I indulge. <laughs> well, you're learning. Yeah, just come to Chicago. It's There's weird buildings here. Huh. It's true. We used to be there twice a year uh, for both football and track when I was at CMU because we played University of Chicago a fair amount. Is that right? Oh, you did? That's where I work. Those oh, yeah? Assholes? Yeah, no doubt. Well, I mean, I went to Carnegie, so it wasn't much better. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot that you – I forgot you're smart. <laughs> Not that you <laughs> – I mean, like, I didn't, Me too. I didn't think Me too. Smart. I just didn't put it together. Listen. I mean, if people listen to the show, they probably don't think that, but, you know. Well, they probably good. just don't think that because of the company you keep. But. Well. I went to the number one party school in America. <laughs> what is that? Not OU? Yes, I went to OU. Why would I know that? I don't know nothing about college. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, but let me tell you, I loved OU. I, it was a great school. I mean, I wish I would have tried harder when i was there right made a conscious effort well why look at where you are now right oh it took me a while it took me a while to get here no uh, i'm just kidding i've done i've earned nothing stop, <laughs> it. stop, it. stop it i have to well, say i like, think you know you feel like a failure sometimes i don't know how all the time really um, <laughs> Look, this is, I can't be true. I have to be truthful. I'm like, I'm funny, but it's like, because I'm sad. Tears of a clown. So like, that's like, uh, just so don't be like, oh my God, should we be concerned? I'm like, well, you should always be concerned. (laughs) (laughs) So I might find this funny, uh, like, you know, uh, D James. So like, she's like, you know, almost my aunt. And like, you know, I post like, sad kind of funny things on my Facebook. All the so time. she like screenshot of them and sent them to my brother and he's she's like, I'm concerned. <laughs> Imagine like your auntie texting your brother to be like, I'm concerned if your sister's making jokes about dicks and, and death. And I'm like, Yeah. 
that's like that's emotional stability, baby. I would imagine so. You're comfortable. Uh, she's yeah. not comfortable. Your aunt's the problem. I'm honest. <laughs> well, you know I'm she's talking about Pete's mom, life. right? And you let her know I sit. No, <laughs> I mean I know exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, she's talking about Pete's mom, and Pete and Steve are. They both come around like once a year, usually with sad occasions, but we, right? we get them to come through. I mean, the last time we saw Pete and Steve was uh, uh, Athornia's death. Oh yeah, was that? What they that came was? through when Shelby was up here. So yeah, I asked because I, I asked Steve when I talked the last time I saw you was, and I think it was when you like it's still at St. Charles. So. Probably that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that literally was so long ago. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, shit. I can't believe I'm old enough that I can say I saw you 14 years ago. <laughs> well, think about like Cliff and I. Cliff and I have been friends for over 30 years. <laughs> and I can, and I will say this until I can't say it anymore. I'm not even 30 years yet. Oh, I know that's right. There yeah, you go. There yeah. you go. I'm trying to milk. I'm trying to milk these last years. You can't out, yeah, you can't <laughs> one and a half. You can't outrun a uh, uh, mother and father time. True. They catch up. I eventually. plan to. I plan to find some sort of black mirror type situation <laughs> where I won't need to or have to die. Speaking <laughs> of black, don't crack. Uh, shout out to Cicely Tyson. God rest her soul. Um, I will say, loved her to death. Do not understand why people were so sad that she died. I would have been tripped out if she she was ninety six. Right, that's a that's a you lived a life. Everybody <laughs> cried on the internet, and I'm like, listen, if she makes it to ninety seven, we should start checking into her history. You know? Let's <laughs> figure it out. She may have what you're looking for. You know right. What I mean? The the Pharrell vampire uh... something that gene that where you just. You don't age. Period. Yeah, but like Betty White's 100. Listen, and that's one that we're going to have to look into, too. Because <laughs> you are correct. And I believe, what, she's like 98, 99? No, she just turned 100. She just turned the big centurion? Yes, that was why it was a big deal. But I, I, mean, like, I don't think, I think you should have said you don't know if people are surprised. Right. Not that you don't know why people are sad. Well, no, that's, that's, <laughs> that's two different things. Like, I understand what you're saying why people are surprised, but being sad is normal. What so, someone dies? Yeah, like, being surprised. <laughs> like, you were trying to say, oh, you don't understand people are surprised that she's dead. I'm finding that's out what you're saying now. You're saying you but don't understand still, people are sad that she's I mean, sad. I guess that's a different because I look at that different too. I feel like yeah, sadness. Because it's like or... you can be sad and upset that someone you admired or like right. whatever, I whatever your view was of Cecily Tyson. I don't really look at death as sadness though. You I don't either, I mean? especially when you make it past like 80. It's like yeah, you but lived I a good life. You're, again, you're mixing things up because that, like, we can just say emotions then. Because I don't. It's one thing to miss someone. Agree. Like that's like literally like the week after my like my grandmother died recently, and like a week later I was still upset. And my sister's like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "Oh, our grandmother died. Do you not like remember?" Right. And everyone just makes that. it seem like it's a thing where it's like, yeah, you can easily this idea that um because like they're of the age. That oh like it hap it's supposed to happen I get that but that's you can it's still like mourn. you can still have yeah. you can still ceremony. mourn and still no and I'm I, and anybody's gonna mourn of course and I know you as and a everybody comedian, mourns in their own way you as a comedian can understand right. that right that you took the words out of Sorry. my mouth but I mean at the same time 
Betty White, Cicely Tice. Listen, my great grandmother died at 99, and I was about to uh, sneak into her room while she was sneaking just to steal a little bit of blood if she made it to 100. To see, <laughs> let me check to see what's really going on here. You well, know I mean? and it's, you know, I, I didn't talk about this last week, but the, the patriarch of the Reggie family died uh, about two weeks ago. Oh, really? So my well, grandfather, George. Loss. He was a mean son. When they say only the good die young, he's right. a good example. <laughs> <laughs> he was a mean old casino playing drunk. And <laughs> he outlived two of his Very sons kind. who were much better men than he was. But, <laughs> right. but I, get, I mean, I understand. Like, everybody handles those kind of things in different ways. And it is what it is. But, all right, this is some depressing shit. We're going to go ahead and move on. Cliff, you got any inadvertent thoughts to get us going? I do. I actually have a few. Before we do get into that, I'm not spiking, am I? <coughs> nah. Okay. I am a little bit, and so I'm trying to adjust volumes over here, but it's not bad. It might be the, in, like we talked about It before, might just it be, might the be the cord, cord on the microphone. But... I'll fix, I'll get a new cord for that. So I'm actually glad that you're here, Victoria, because one of my inadvertent thoughts um, is in relation to feminine products. <laughs> not anything crazy. I, um... I was going through a bag of a roommate of mine. Okay, already off the bad start. Um, <laughs> I why are said, you going should, through your roommate's bag? No, I should have said ex ex roommate of mine. It was that a bag still that does not make. I didn't sense. know whose bag it was. It's in my house. Oh, okay. you know I thought I mean? you were saying like. Okay, yeah. So I you didn't said know, went through it after the they were bag gone. Was left, they left right, it. they've been gone for years. Bag was left, and I saw it. And um, I saw these little uncircumcised Q-tips in the bag. You know what I'm talking about? The Q-tips with the the fat thing around them? No. Okay, so I there's so many things I want to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I want what I think you're saying is a tampon. No. No. That was actually my first instinct as well. It's a Q-tip. Cuz you said uncircumcised thing that looks like a Q-tip. Okay, so you know how the regular Q-tips are like blue. Right, they've got it's kind like, of the hourglass right. shape to and it. And then there's the Q-tips that are like that, but then they get fatter as they go down. Which you sounds know what like I mean? a tampon. It's like on a stick. Like a, oh, it's, it's on, on a, a stick. Q-tip stick. Okay. All right. <laughs> what are you talking okay, about? I don't know what. The, are you sure this? Are you sure you're just making an assumption that's a feminine thing? Well, no, no. I, I, I'm. It's probably not a feminine thing at all. I'm just asking you because it was <laughs> in a bag full of other feminine products, and I'd never gotcha. really seen them before. So I was wondering. So it's not like, necessarily a feminine product, is what we're getting. So I was at wondering. Here. <laughs> right. I was wondering: Is this used for makeup? Do you have a shallow ear canal and you're I don't know, about... man. I think you need like a police guest artist because I don't know what you're saying. I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad you asked because I just so happen to be a police sketch artist. So, If you're about to draw a Q-tip, I'm going to tell you that's not going to give me any more information. Oh, no. You're going to know exactly what I'm talking about from this. Either day. that or you'll still be completely lost because Probably. I feel like that's where this conversation is going. Listen, <laughs> you found I mean, a feminine thing. Watch. Maybe this was a medical thing Your and your roommate was had some sort of disease. It has to be. <laughs> what would that be for? To like take a sample? Yes, that's exactly what they use those long Q-tips for. Can you see that? No, because your cam you're so far from this cam whatever your camera is, you are so far well, from Well, he's 
the he was showing it to the camera that's the YouTube feed versus. The, oh, is she not looking at that one? She's looking at that one. You're right. That that's the wide angle shot that she's got. Is that all you showed there? me was just like a a regular Q tip. See what I'm saying right there? No, she so says the that's a regular Q tip. Regular Q tip. And then the bottom would be the uncircumcised Q-tip. Have y'all um, never seen that Q-tip before? I, I don't know what you're talking about. So I think be- I've seen that Q-tip before, but that's, again, I just want to, because you, you got so focused on the, fe- you got me so focused on the feminine, feminine product. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't I, just, focus I think that. those are just those Q-tips that some people get, and I don't know why they get them. I can't tell you. But those are, it's not a feminine It's just a thing. different We're not type shoving of Q-tip. Q-tips up our hoo-ha. They're not trying to. I would hope not. Okay. And I would hope you would need a, at least a, I would hope you need a bigger Q-tip. You know what I mean? Need versus want are two different things. You can put things up there that you don't want, but you need at the time. Well, you, I mean, there you go. Because you're just saying a a big Q-tip versus a small Q-tip. Small Q-tips exist, man. Don't, don't fucking fuck with small Q-tips. Well, I'm just saying, I doubt that you would, Put a small Q-tip up there. I don't there. think she'd be doubting or judging anyone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. We're not talking about Q-tips anymore. I see. I definitely see that. But, but I do want to tell you, no one put Q-tips up your V-hole. I want to. I really want. I would love to know what they're for. It just. I, it was the first time that I'd ever really seen anything like. I, I took it out and everything, and looked at it and was like, you can't even get it into your ear like that because it's yeah i know i mean so now i know fat. what you're talking about because i have seen them before but i uh again i i don't i don't know what that would be for you're right you can't stick it in your maybe it's to prevent you from sticking a full q-tip into in your, your ear into well, your see, ear that brought up, and that brought up it that's why it brought up an inadvertent thought so i thought to myself what do now i know the average person uses a q-tip to clean their ear but what do you use? Do you use a Q-tip? Um, I like to clean my ear until I uh, go deaf in that ear for a few days, and then I have to get earwax removal kit, and I do that about once a month, and I do that for a week. So, yeah. So that means you use a Q-tip. I use it as a regular Q-tip. I use it right. to clean the ear. I'm that person. They, you're really actually not supposed to use Q-tips. I and believe I that. See, I, don't, I feel like all the time because. A Q-tip in my ear is like a vibrator in my nose. It's like having an orgasm. Have you ever put a vibrator to your nose? No, I don't know what a vibrator or putting it to your nose. I don't know what a putting a vibrator anywhere feels like, but I know exactly what you mean by the feeling of you putting that Q-tip. Right. Well, okay. We'll take a vibrator and put it to your nose because it's uh, pretty orgasmic. Your nose? Yeah, that's what they do when you're at like um those uh sex toy parties because like, you obviously you can't touch you can't test it out right. inside you <laughs> because that the, the, it stimulates a simple a similar response that's why sneeze they call sneezings a little death oh those are organisms right. is that there you go <laughs> Listen, building sway and you can net from your nose i'm learning things Today. I when I was in college, pure romance parties were like all the rage, and every one of my friends was a pure romance. I feel pure. like I feel like that is perfect fodder for an episode at some point is to do a live pure romance party on an episode. I don't even know what that <laughs> oh, you can't. There's no guys allowed. Oh, that's right. I don't Men even are allowed. Know what that I actually, you know, that actually brings up an inadvertent thought from like four weeks ago for me. 
I actually saw an ad where they're starting to do like couples versions of a pure romance party. I don't even. Know. Yeah, that's just called an orgy, or like the intro <laughs> to an orgy. <laughs> Which I'm not against, but right, you know. You know. Because, like, it, it would be so hard, like, because if you, yeah, it would just, I don't know, man. <laughs> I've been alone for, like, seven months. So. That's not that long. <laughs> okay, well, you're married. That's probably that's why you true. don't think that's that long. <laughs> I mean, seven months would be pure joy at this point, so. <laughs> yeah, well, seven months of being alone here, I'm going literally crazy. I'm just, like, over here, like, Grey Gardens. Do you know what Grey Gardens is? Uh-uh. I think it's very obscure reference. I'm, I'm, I gotta stop using that reference because no one knows it. <laughs> does it. Does it get the crickets in the club? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, yeah, I know. <laughs> Trust me, oh my God. There's nothing I miss less than a silence at a comedy club. I'm it's, sure, it's I'm sure. It's sound if you're a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens a lot during my set, so maybe I'm not doing that. Well, I I find that half hard to believe based on what I've seen. But I understand that half of or three quarters of comedy is bombing until you make it. So that's what I thought. Don't tell me that. I'm only two years into this. I don't know if I could. I can't stand. I can't stand not being the best. I well that that tracks with your your personality and your upbringing. So and I'm something. I'm a failure. On that, on that end of it, you know my upbringing, and on that end of it, I'm not, I'm not doing great. Your, uh, your line, it, I think, is the the one that caught my eye was the, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm rich and privileged, and y'all are racist. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably my best joke. Like that's like that's not, or I don't know if I consider it my best joke, but it's a joke that it, it's I can get up there. proud to laugh at. Absolutely, I don't care if you're old, you're young, you're leftist <laughs> or rightist. Any person will laugh at that joke, e- right? Either if they're uncomfortable or it's just because it's true. <laughs> right? Like, like if a rich kid and that surprises you because you guys are racist. Like it's. <laughs> I do remember that. Was, that. That's, that was, that was what showed. we watched yeah. before I told or before we knew she I was coming on. I do remember that because I was thinking there's it like I have familiar, five but... jokes that I could tell in any crowd and I will get a laugh. I, right. I, I believe it. One. I believe it. Huh? I believe that's one. So yeah, that is one. So I mean, like since of course since the the pandy hit, like that just puts you to like a like a screeching halt. Like, have you done anything outside of the box? You know, as far as like it. It sounds like she done? did a show in what October and November. Like, how have you managed to kind of keep the comedy thing right. going throughout the pandemic? Well, so the first few months I was doing a lot of online shows. So that's when everyone was home, and that like so. There's this one very famous. Well, to us, it's very famous. There's like a open mic show uh, at this one really famous club and it was started by like Cameron Esposito and some other uh, less fame like less famous but famous comedians. Right, right. So I was doing a lot of shows like that at the beginning and then Chicago did open for a little bit. So then I that's when that Laugh Factory clip I have was actually from during the pandemic. Oh, okay. really? So um that new clip that I put up because I was at that time it was just limited seating. So I, I did do about three months of shows. It was really good because I feel like the reason I was getting booked is because all the A team didn't want to do it. So they're like, step up B team. And then I was acting. <laughs> hey, that's called so I think they were asking the good comedians and they were like, no. And then now I'm reliable. So they're like, we'll book her again. That's Listen, awesome. That's the foot. Yeah, because it was for a while. I mean, like, I, I didn't expect comedy to be a real thing. So that's why I've been so um, 
like with my career, it's like I'm being pulled in all different ways. So it's hard for me to, you know, if I pick medicine, if I pick comedy. So I didn't expect for it to be something that I'd be good at. I just, it just wasn't something yeah. that I thought of. I joked about it in college and then it was just like, it kind of happened. So it now, you know, going, people think it's like, wow, you're like getting booked at this comedy club every week. And to me, it doesn't see that amazing because it's hard for you to get, I'm still well, way off from where I need to be. Or from where you want to be. Need yeah, and I guess, want, but I it's think, just, are two you know, whatever. things. <laughs> We're yeah. going to we'll have to, we'll have to see if she, uh. She gets going here uh, with with Dave opening up the club out in Johnstown. He out said, in Dayton. Someone's oh, opening yeah. a comedy club. Chappelle's opening a club right outside of oh, Dayton. Oh, that's what you're uh, saying. You're saying yeah. Dave. Dave. Yes, I, Dave Chappelle's <laughs> opening up. Well, that you know, everyone kind of forgets because he's a celebrity that he lives in Ohio. Right, right. and he lives so in Bumblefuck, like Ohio. He doesn't just live in Ohio; he lives in Bumfuck, Ohio. Like, right. yeah, but he had like he lives in Bumfuck, Ohio, with a compound. Right. right. <laughs> I, mean, I guess it's a, I don't know if I could call it a compound. That sounds very uh, slave times. Kinda. But yeah, he basically because like I have a friend who's a friend with he has a, a plantation, friend. is what you're saying. Yeah, like you know, he was hosting comedy right. festivals during the pandemic. Right, you know? right, right, right. From his, from his, you know, from his neighbor's farm or some shit. <laughs> yeah. So, but I guess it's, that's always who he wants to be. Whereas I'm the opposite. As soon as I get wealthy, that's it. I'm moving to fucking Beverly Hills. <laughs> getting the fuck out. And then I'm going to murder my husband, and there's going to be right. a true crime Dr. Hartmanery about me. <laughs> and you know what? The thing is this. That's probably they're not the way to get the husband. They're going to use this clip when it happens. But you know what? It's, it's, that's, it's funny that you say that because I was just thinking that's going to have to be the only thing that they can use because you have to be so good that you are in the actual true crime documentary about <laughs> yourself, not in jail. Like, yeah, I'm crazy, but you don't know what happened. Carol Baskin. <laughs> it was not for the money. If it does not fit, you must have quit. Listen, you know what I'm saying? We don't need Cochran for this one. I'll just be so beloved that they would acquit me of murder. There you go. There you go. I mean, if you're funny, you get away with everything. (laughs) Look at Cliff. He's made it 35 years. And I won't start checking off the boxes. I got away with either. Let's just say that. But what I will say is if the husband thing goes awry and you do get caught, you'll probably have an easy time behind the bars. That's fair. You know? I honestly don't think I could ever, you know, I don't think I'd ever do that because, like, I'm just so, like, I just need constant companionship. So I'd probably just keep someone around just for him to be there, even if I wanted to murder him every day. Although I did just break over, I did break up with a guy over the good doctor. Um, (laughs) The good doctor. Yeah. It's a terrible fucking TV show. With August Rush? Is it with August Rush? Yes, it's with August Rush. <laughs> That's a fucking movie. But yes, this I can't even. There's no. There's no way to explain this story. But I did break up with a guy over the Good Doctor because he's an insane person, and that's what I meant by like. I did. I thought I had no limits for what I could be around, but actually, that was the limit because right. one time I told him I, he was like, "Can." He, he, like, was obsessing about watching The Good Doctor and texting me all day, asking me, like, oh, like, you know, I'm going to come over what time, you know. He's like, oh, okay, well, I need to watch this thing at 8 o'clock. And I thought it was, like, a football game or something. So I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I guess, yeah, whatever. 
um, he's like, no, 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 I really need to know if you have ABC. Like, I, like, do you have ABC? And I'm like, I was like, I think I have it. I don't like, know. Like, like ABC, a- you can get over the air. ABC, like, right. I don't like, have and cable. I, was, I think and I have I get it. ABC. I don't know. And then, like, then I find out why he needs it, which is the good doctor. Mm. But mind you, come to that night, I was like, well, can't you just watch it on Hulu the next day? And you know, this is the reason we ended things. The answer was, <laughs> it's not the same. I, are there so many cliffhangers in The Good Doctor that you need the commercial break to calm down? Right. This right. is the stop and frisk guy? Hey. Oh, no, the stop and frisk guy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. The stop and frisk guy was like this 25-year-old hipster dude talking to me about six lakh, which I don't fucking know what that is. <laughs> Do you know what six lakh is? Oh, he's talking about the rapper, and his name is Black with the six. Right. He said right, six I don't know. Lack. That yeah, no. No, I said, said six lack. That's like when I thought SZA was SZA. Well, you know, I thought SZA was for S-Z-A. a good amount of time. I I'm, thought that was her name. I'm with you on that. I thought she was doing a whole, you know, NWA type thing. So type, yeah. I, I did you. myself as well, and then people was talking. Yeah, about but S- she was not. She was doing the cool hipster thing, like her SZA. who has her with a period. Like it's, they're all cool. Like they're way cooler. Black girls in their early uh, 20s and late teens are so much cooler than me, I don't fucking know what to do. (laughs) And this is why you think you're a failure. (laughs) I literally, also also Clifford, you were in the same spot for like a good 30 seconds. I thought the camera was frozen. Again, I think- (laughs) He does that. You're literally, what happened? He's doing something he's like, Mike's moving so much, there's no way the camera's broken. That's because your words are hitting me, and I have to take a moment to, you know? That's bullshit. Anyways, yeah. You're right, it is. That's what everybody... No, everybody does accuse Cliff of uh, freezing in place. It may be just me. My mind may not... The gears may not turn as fast. So, so Travi, if you're listening, Cliff was mean-mugging you that whole time. It wasn't... The the camera wasn't frozen. Could be. That could be. I also love that you guys are actually drinking beer out of beer mugs. Oh, yeah. That's part of the gimmick. That's an Ohio Midwest... Person thing to do. You guys are so le- below me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what if I was like that? Listen, I'm not gonna disagree. You hear me? I drink no, I'm beer just mugs. Kidding, but of- I do think it's very cute that you guys are drinking out of real beer mug. Pickle jars and measuring cups. I thought about pouring this truly into a cup, but I can't drink it fast when it's in a cup. <laughs> Fair enough. Wait, you why not? Are you? Can, you can't quickly. drink it faster in a can than a cup. I don't. Yeah, because I don't know. It just like slides down my gullet. Like in one fell swoop. I know what you mean. Like you, like open, open your, yeah, like you don't bird. open your throat the same. You know how you drink a beer. You don't drink it the same way. What's that line from Super Troopers? You got to open the throat. Cup the balls. <laughs> I remember Super Troopers. That line is in Super Troopers when they're chugging the syrup. Come on. I, I'm i not listening. Super See? Troopers is a bit. I remember Farva. I don't remember a whole lot because I didn't watch Super Troopers until I was an adult and very high. Well, and that's the only way you should watch Super Troopers. And pretty much anything else made by Broken Lizard. (laughs) Every movie that should be watched. Like, I watched um, Grandma's Boy. Uh Uh-huh. Like, not high. And I was like, no, no, this is No, you you have to have something going on to watch that movie. (laughs) Yeah, any of those movies. That, Super Troopers, and like... um, 
Shoot, I just had another one in my mine head. Mine was right. Undercover Brother. When that came out, I was so out of Did you my say mind. Undercover Brother? Yes. That movie? I was just I was thinking about that movie two days ago. And then when I watched it again, I was like, ah, it's only a few. No, Undercover Brother is such a good movie. Are you kidding me? Every <laughs> single day, all I think about is his hot sauce watch. the the hot sauce watch is everything when she puts the mayonnaise even though i fucking love like it had me questioning (laughs) if i was black because i love mayonnaise mayonnaise. (laughs) and you know what i get that from a real black man my father i consider him a real black man i consider myself something but like he loves mayonnaise and I love mayonnaise. And so when I watched that movie, I was like, wait, are we not supposed to like mayonnaise? Do you have those duck shoes? Too? Michelle and Chauncey used to give me shit about mayonnaise all the time. <laughs> oh my God, mayonnaise is so good. It's nasty, gross is good though. I mean, it's right, like a car right. accident you can't stop watching. It's true. That's I how so. I eat mayonnaise. I can't stop eating it. No, what is so it about? Good. Like, what is what is it? I don't know. It's that uh, I will tell you this. You're not supposed to know. It's like hot dogs. Right, right. That's true. No, I agree. That's true. That is a that's a fool's agree. I had I had a uh, I had a girlfriend in college that got me uh, into Wendy's fries. Instead of dipping them in ketchup, you dip them in Wendy's mayonnaise. Oh, fucking phenomenal. Well, it's then, you know, they have, you. like, the, you know, now you can get Heinz ketchup and mayonnaise together. Together, true. You can get ketchup and mayonnaise, ketchup and ranch. You can get, it's, it's a whole line. It's a whole thing. Yeah. It's a whole thing. I now, mean, I, don't, but they I don't, try not to go down that aisle. Horseradish in Thousand totally Island. Like, it's all kinds of crazy stuff. But they still won't do a, a uh, barbecue and blue cheese mixed together. Because nobody <laughs> wants that. Who's asking yeah, for who's that? Had that? Yeah, the, who's had that? The Buffalo yeah. people? I'm a shit. You said... That you didn't say buffalo. Sense. You said barbecue and blue cheese. I said the buffalo people. He, he, he I said, said barbecue. The buffalo people are asked. They're the ones the asking barbecue for sauce it. and blue cheese mixed together. Okay, because I I couldn't understand. I could understand buffalo and blue cheese mixed together, but barbecue and blue right. cheese. Oh, see, I just like that. That sounds better. like curdled sweet nonsense. <laughs> you know what? I got I got nothing. I got no follow up. Yeah, that was no. That's not a white people thing. That's a Mike thing. Let's yeah. not even. Try that's that. fair. Let's not try to hurt a whole race by that. I think I agree. I feel like I'm doing one. Okay, you you know what, Clifford? What's going on in the corner? Are you having issues? No, his his, his headphones are are giving him grief. I'm about to do. You want to just pass me the? Take it out of the splitter and just hand it to me. I'll I'll swap out the cord. Clearly, will yours reach the one that's your headphones? Which one is in my head? The one that's in your hand well, is the connected headphones. Connected to the headphones. <laughs> I thought this was the. No, headphones. start at your headphones and just pull the cord back up, and hand that to me, and I'll swap it out for you. Right. And this is like great radio. This is great radio yeah, we got going on here. It's a great show. What I said the about professionalism. Like <laughs> this one. This is not. No, this, this is, is, is going to be the splitter. Right, but that's what my headphones are connected to. But that's my whole point. Give me that. Okay. Well, while they're doing whatever. While we're doing, what do you got, Victoria? <laughs> what topic do you want to jump into? Every time I look at your well, saloon doors, I just want to. I'm so that concerned. That there's Perfect. saloon doors inside your basement. Yeah, I um, I don't I know how to figures. explain that. So we've got. Yeah, we've got, it's that's an Ohio thing. That's architecture that doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, and again, this is uh, the basement was obviously not finished when the house was built, and I feel like they just threw something up. 
and I will swap them out, but I've been here two weeks. No, that, you really that didn't. hasn't been a priority. You have to keep the saloon. No, the saloon doors are priority. Priority to keep. <laughs> well, you think I need to keep it? My whole thing is if you're so that way when they do the documentary about you becoming a murderer, they can explain that. <laughs> Listen, they'd be like, oh, well, that was that's clearly the start of it. Those saloon doors. Since we're talking about he saw Sid, those and he saw murder kitchen immediately. Said rabbi, I'm thinking like, what's the easiest door to open when you're carrying a body true you know what i mean Fair enough. it was Fair either enough. that or the beads you know what i mean and rabbis That's don't do the beads and i like would have picked the beads so. i would question us the beads are way the less way. obvious than saloon doors i'm with like her all the, the way oh that's hilarious <sighs> Because you're saying, because I like you're saying it leads to another room, which makes me even more curious about the other fucking room. <laughs> no, the other fucking room is literally it's and it's got like a very murdery vibe. Man, I won't listen. lie, it's got a hanging like fluorescent light. Yeah, and it'll swing back. You're not helping yourself. Maybe this rabbi was a murderer. You should dig up some. Your dog's gonna dig up a bone one day, and it's not gonna be a, a non-human one. Listen, I'm just saying, it's a big backyard. I mean, we couldn't find any. Any evidence, but you know, it's quite possible. The evidence is around it's us. Super possible, right? So I, you know, my parents they bought a big farmhouse with like eighty acres of land or whatever because my dad's having a midlife crisis, way past the middle of his life. But um, no, that's what so, you don't know. He's another vampire. <laughs> Doctor Vince is gonna live forever. <laughs> but when they bought the house. It was right when I got super into murder podcasts and I had just listened to the one about Mount Vernon and I was like, oh, no. that guy definitely lives near my parents. Sure. <laughs> and you know what? I'm Because you know, the thing is with the 80 acres, when you're in the house, it looks like the start of every zombie movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the darkness where you start seeing them come out of it. That's right. what the, my parents' right. backyard looks like in, internally. Right. And I'm like, I don't know how you guys sleep every night. When I I can only sleep when I'm home because I'm high. Actually, that makes it way worse. <laughs> I was about to say I don't know that. that yeah, this, you should not. When I started uh, eating meat a lot, that sounds weird. When I started having gummy, <laughs> I got I was watching an episode of Nancy Drew and it scared me. And that's how I knew that there was something wrong with me. Uh, so I think I I also watched Indian in the cupboard and I thought I was the Indian. In the <laughs> But it was like this, like, you're, it was just so euphoric. <laughs> I will so. tell you, I will tell you that the silence was a problem moving here. Like, moving into Bexley, oh. especially after living, like, literally next door to the freeway and living in the hood as long as I did. Right. It was too quiet. <laughs> I have, I have oh, problems. I love Bexley. Bexley's- I have problems living in the quiet. It's, like, good quiet, though. It's. It's not. It doesn't have like the separate murder vibe that New Albany has. Are you sure? <laughs> I, think, I, I feel like Bexley has less like separate wise, more like New York Jewish mom. Yeah, you're probably right. No, and Bexley is just so small. Like when you get down to it, it's literally like a a twenty square block radius, That's if fair. that. Not even radius. A twenty square block diameter. <laughs> no, it's bigger than that. It's really not, dude. It's only like... 20, yeah, 20, I guess, from Cassidy to James. Basically, Gould to Gould to Nelson is Bexley. Yeah, I mean, Bexley's small, but if I had 
had to pick somewhere to live, I'd pick Bexley. Well, and, and especially because I've lived in, like, either Old Town or just outside of Old Town my whole life. Like, I grew up down at Livingston and Champion. We lived in Old Town until we moved in... to Bexley. Like, that's yeah, what I well, said. I, I lived in the hood. I know where you lived. <laughs> I don't even like driving so. this motherfucker. But I also didn't live, like... Like, here's the thing. I honestly didn't know surgeons were wealthy until someone else told me. <laughs> what was wealthy? I'm not, listen, I don't want to, I love my father and I'm not going to down talk the man, but he, if you didn't know he was a surgeon, you wouldn't know he was a surgeon. Because. I, I hear you. The man wears high water khakis and fishing shirts to work. No, I mean, I get that. And I honestly do the same thing. Like, I go to... It's like the opposite, because I make no money, and I live what fucking Vito Loco <laughs> over here. I'm like, and I was like, how did you raise this monster? <laughs> no, my mom I mean... was like, literally, I made that joke. I make this joke on stage, but my mom was like, you should put some money in a savings account. And I was like, what's a savings account? <laughs> what are we doing you, here? You, are you, you guys all not spending your money immediately? Listen. I'm telling you something. I mean, I get it. I, you know, it's funny. I moved into Bexley with, you know, Cliff and I have had the discussion about how much this house is, but I go to, I go to, I go to Kroger in fucking torn sweatpants and cut off (laughs) t-shirts. The one down on main street. Like (laughs) I'm, I'm incognito. I'm not trying to boast about what I got other than I did get the new vehicle. Slightly What's before that? the house. I got a, a 2020 Explorer. All black. Oh, fancy, fancy. Yeah, black. I just need to... It's so hard for me. That's why I have to marry Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you created a monster, and I only know this lifestyle. <laughs> oh, and I don't want a whole Menendez <laughs> brother situation, so just give me some money. <laughs> <laughs> not murder my parents for money. Please they're don't. Far, Please far don't more to me alive because they're still working. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> your dad's still working? Yes, both my parents work full time. I thought your dad retired. No. Oh Jesus! Well, props to him then. Yeah, you guys want to? My yeah, my dad is a you know, and his assert still does surgery. I was about to say, yeah. Okay, I mean, man. but I honestly think them working in medicine kept them young. I mean, people say medicine ages you, but I also think that it allows you to go longer than people who don't work in it. What makes you say that? Because it's horror. It's just like you're you're used to this endless, like even me, I don't even do something. I mean, I would consider what I do important, but like it's not as stressful as the things that other people are doing. Right. And like I still am like working tirelessly. Like during the pandemic, I was, we were, I was down like two people who should have been doing five, like the work I'm doing the work of five people with one other person. Yeah. You know? And on top of that, it's like, you don't have any of the proper things you're supposed to have. You just become adapted to this lifestyle of like the hard work and this like tireless effort to like continually do things. And it's endless, especially from like, if like when you're, I would say as a doctor, it may get more cozy at some point, but my dad was a surgeon. So it was like, you know, he's doing 10 hour surgeries twice a week right you know two of them and like that's has been his life for 35 years now yeah like so like that's what i'm saying like i think it creates this sort of stamina because you never stop using your mind and all these things like that's his biggest fear i think with retiring is because he's seen other doctors do it and it's like you go it's like you go from this person who's this actor and it's like a complete 180 absolutely no like that's what you've seen with other people that who retire it's like it's almost i think and it is it's actually higher 
like people who work in these fields and have higher intellect tend to when they get dementia and Alzheimer's and things like that tend to slip in it much faster. Right. Because they've gone from kind of nonstop exercising that muscle for lack of a better term mm-hmm. with your, your mind to I don't not doing and atro- the atrophy with it. happens yeah, so quick. Your body says, I don't need this anymore. Right. No, I mean, that yeah. makes sense. That I think it creates longevity. I mean, it does age you, but I just feel like some, I wouldn't say that necessarily, yeah, they look any better than anyone else. Their age. Actually, I think they do, but, they're like what they well, can do for their age because it's so weird to me because my parents are older for my age like my parents had me when they were 40 so like the fact that you know that's um that my parents are this age and most of my friends parents are 10 15 years younger than my parents yeah and they it was never noticeable to my friends now or well that's because black don't crack. crack we've had this to talk with mike and with chauncey and everybody else has been on the show so <laughs> well, i wouldn't even say that i think it's more just like their active nature i don't know about that i mean i look good but you know that's just me I grow. <laughs> you're also what we already talked about this mid-20s get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah but i just meant yeah i mean it's great because my friends are always like what do you do with your skin i was like i wash it maybe twice a month <laughs> right right like, I, like, it's the one thing, look, I don't have a lot of things going for me, but baby, my skin is perfect. Glowing. Like, are you <laughs> kidding me? Right. There are guys who message me just about my skin, I'm pretty sure are going to murder me. But it's fine. <laughs> compliment. That's not, that's literally, I, that will not stop me from going on a date with you. No, I'm not desperate. I'm just, I love <laughs> I'm not desperate, but the, the, the possible, the possibility of murder is intriguing. <laughs> I didn't say him murdering me though. No, I'm just, I just murder way too much in this show, but it's really fast. <laughs> That's the kind of vibe. I feel like it's frequencies. You read the frequencies in the room and that's the frequencies I'm getting around here is that somebody is constantly over my shoulder. You know, it might be true. Or yeah, that's I I over all my the own time. shoulder. I don't know. It's just weird. It's literally like the thing is like I said, I like I like a lot of those murder podcasts, and there's actually this one about this girl. It was an I Survive story, which any any girls who listen to this, which I'm sure is zero, um, will know the reference if they want, listen to murder podcasts. But there's a lot of these things we call I Survive stories, which are the people who survive. Right. And one of the stories is about a woman who lived in a fancy high rise like me. She was much more successful. She was a lawyer. I'm over here doing <laughs> nothing. That's not the point. <laughs> Anyways, one of the people who worked in her who worked for her security of her building broke into her apartment because he had a key and like tried to rape and kill her, but she fought back and like bitch fucking did shit. Anyways, I think about that every night before I go to sleep. <laughs> or <laughs> I'm just kidding, but yeah, she survived and she's a badass lawyer doing shit and i'm like that's because women are strong as hell right. and so if anyone does try to come in my apartment and murder me I, first i'll say please don't <laughs> <laughs> and then i'll be like how about we just murder someone together <laughs> let's team up turn the up, tables right? on them turn the tables on them that's that's literally what season three of you is about i'm pretty sure <laughs> you guys watch you? you oh my god how do you not watch you no, I don't think uh I don't think I'm following. I don't think I've uh I don't think I watched I know of a you. Do you know I, what I you is? That store, no. I thought that show was over a while ago. I thought that was like the black real world that came out on BET. 
You know about the college kids. You know what I'm we're talking about? Ta- okay, but we're not talking about the same thing. Okay. <laughs> I, I figured as much. You're on the north side of Chicago. Because what, I just want to know, was there a lot of murder on that show? A black reality show? Listen, I know she... Uh, uh, I thought that was the black reality. Oh, Can I say that as the white guy? Sorry. Response. <laughs> Like it was NPR, man. We got some (laughs) titillation conversation. At my Johnny Carson desk, as Cliff calls it. Let me find out. Maybe the poor man's Johnny Carson. Right, right, right. No, I put this together myself, so you know. Um, I'm not going to be mean because you have a very lovely home. And listen. And you're just seeing the basement, so. Yeah, well, I think that's enough. No, you is a show about this guy who appears to be very. I had. To, I know we were maybe. Oh, the stalker, the stalker yes. guy. And he kills the people because he likes the girl. Yes. Yes, I do know about that. I couldn't really get that's into that's such it. a good show. And like the reason I'm talking about that's why I said season three because I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't want to ruin it for you guys, but it's such a good show. But in the end, he meets someone just like him, like, and then he doesn't want her. You're gonna reject the girl who wants to murder with you. That's how it always is. I don't. You don't want. No, you don't. That don't, sounds like Santa Clarita Diet. <laughs> that's what Drew Barrymore. And of she's course, you watch that show. Of course, you watch that show. That. Never Are you a sense? That's the show that a suburban mom or dad would watch. Right? <laughs> I totally get that you watch that. Listen, show. well, let me uh, touche because you, <coughs> you isn't is it too far off? It's uh, it's you're in the same realm with the, your cousins. Let me say that your cousins. They're not cousins because there's no Shanna Claire Diet is like that like stupid like. Can't, not even campy because I know like it's definitely campy. <laughs> I know campy's too good a word for that. It's not campy, it's like that, like ah, like you know what's gonna happen, but it's funny, but kind of drama. It's, it's like, a B movie, it's like a B movie, like yeah, <laughs> from so the 50s. And you, 60s. it's a psychological thing, and you get into oh, the, like literally, okay. you should be concerned about who wrote it because you really get into the mind of the serial killer. And the fact that you see their logic of what they're thinking. Like, so for him, he thinks he's murdering all these people for her because they're hindering her life. And, like, he's the perfect thing for her. And then the same thing happens in season two, but then the girl, like, you guys don't care if I ruin it, right? Because you're not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it, no. (laughs) Anyways, in season two, spoilers for anyone who does watch the show, he does, it goes, he goes through the same process again with a new girl in a new city because then he gets brought up, like, they're like, oh, like in season one, they kind of figure it out and he moves out of town, whatever. And then in season two, he moves to LA and then he does the same thing with another girl. But then that girl ends up being just like him. She murders someone for him. And then she's like, see, we're meant to be together. And he's like, no, this isn't right. No, no, you're so <laughs> And I ruined you. He's like, I ruined you. She's like, no, I'm already a fucking psychopath. Just let it be. Why don't you want to be with another psychopath? Guys, because, you guys literally because, just because, want like, what's not what you want. Right, exactly. exactly. Because you, it, it's the chase. We all enjoy the Period. chase. Once you get not it, Not even the chase. You don't fine. want what you like, want. Like, if I, if I speak to you, listen, let me tell you something. If I speak to you because I know how I am, and then I'm thinking you're the complete opposite, and you're nice, and you're the girl next door, and you're this and you're that, and then you do something to make me go, 
<laughs> yeah, but she was, she was obviously I... always crazy in the show. That's the first thing. Two, like the, the fact that you are this serial killer murderer and you're expecting the girl next door is just the fact that men think that they deserve better than what they really well, do. Well, no, here, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is what I was about to that's say. Like the, that's like, oh, a fat, like a fat woman can't date a super hot model, but if a fat guy dates a super hot model, no, it's see, normal. No, I don't think that that's Well, then the you know the guy's funny. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's not even true. Because for some reason, there could be... I've met guys who are completely... Like, like dating sandpaper, and they have the hottest girlfriends. And I'm like, what happened? Like, hey, were you brain damaged recently? I don't know. And every day, is this the 50 thing. dates, first dates type situation? I mean, Jake used to say that about his wife all the time, so I get it. That he basically, that basically, whatever drug he gave her the first time, he needs to keep giving her in order to keep her. Yeah, because I'm know. just like, and it's so basic, guys. I mean, I think that a lot of it has to do with personality. Well, no, and Jake's I fucking think, hilarious, right? So. And I, and he definitely has a personality, <laughs> but I think, uh, I think some of it, whether people want to admit it or not, is a security thing as well. Yeah. Everybody always says the term "nice guy," but we all know what nice guy means you know what, what i mean because most of the time if you if you are a good looking guy you're not considered a nice guy because the first thing people think is oh you got a lot of females or you're a Conceited player or, or you're, player, you know what i mean yeah. so we know no. that that's definitely the case 99.9% uh, .9 of the time like condoms but um, <laughs> the other on the other side of the board when you have the uh, the nice guy that's really a female being uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not good with them. I don't know what you're going for there. Like, I don't want to tell you the truth about this situation, but I can cover it up with he's just a nice guy. But the truth of the fact of the matter is, you know, no one else is looking at him and you got to know his personality enough to know that that's enough for it's me the security no one else or yeah to be with him it's the security in the sense that you know that's that it's probably a self-confidence thing where right. like i know he's a nice or guy and no one else he, knows this he's yet not confident or enough to want to pursue something else right fair enough and that's what it comes down to and we use that term well, i won't say we because i've never been looking for a nice girl you know what I mean? I, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. There's so much to unpack there. Yeah. But, so this now is usually, see, this now is usually how why, guests feel about Cliff. Now you see why the screen pauses. For, you know, I got to unpack stuff too. But I just end up saying some wilder things. But that's the truth though. People don't want to admit it, but that is the truth. That's the. There's no way to... Swayed in any other way. No, I don't think that's necessarily. Well, I think there's always anomalies. There's always anomalies, but that, and you're right, that is a generalization, but that is a very common generalization. That's why it takes women until so later in the, life. My, to my initial think joke about wasn't against the guy or the female, actually. It's just, actually, yeah, it's against guys in general versus not females, because I think what you're saying is not possible from the other standpoint because guys wouldn't do that. That's where I see it. Like the thought process you're saying that a female has about a man like that doesn't happen for no, guys. Like you're no, correct. I no. think that I don't think there's anything wrong there's with the guys that are dating. Well. I was just making a joke about that. But I think what what the reasoning is is because there are most women I'm not sure that like sure there's plenty of shallow women. I'm not saying they're all like this, but for most of the people who see that I do agree with you. The guys are just these people that they saw past 
what society considered to be ugly or not the or the nice guy or whatever and we're able to get to know that person but i say from the standpoint of someone who is in a category that isn't considered the most desirable guys don't do the same thing typically it doesn't go the other way i I really don't as someone like don't get me wrong i don't think i'm ugly in any way but i do know that i'm not what society's standard of beauty is so to your point so to your hard for me so that means like i know i have a great personality i'm fun to be around all these other things but you're right i think that it's those women giving an opportunity to see deeper into that that i don't think is given from the reverse typically you're not so i'm given that opportunity to show that i'm fucking amazing Well, we obviously know that, but to wrap that up, I mean, the, the, the basis of the conversation is that you will, you, there are plenty of situations where you'll see an attractive woman with an unattractive man. You're not necessarily going to see the reverse anywhere near as frequently, even though I'm sure it happens, but it's not going to, it's not going to happen by any means near the frequency. But at the same time, though, and this is a very deeper conversation that, you know, I really don't want to get into the depth of, but I feel like there's a reason behind that because there's more sugar daddies than there are sugar mamas. You understand what I'm saying? Like most of the time, most of the time. Well, that's just the pay gap. In, 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 some situations, in some situations, although that may be a joke. That is somewhat factual, but beyond that, you see more stay-at-home moms than stay-at-home dads. Although you're starting to see that gap close a little bit. Most men make money to pursue women. You feel what I'm saying? There's never and there never will be a vice versa. There will never be a, I pursue money as a woman to get men. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah, but fair. I don't see how that factors into what we were talking about, though. Because, well, I say because society as a whole says that the man is supposed to provide. So if me as myself am the guy that's going to provide, I'm not going to settle for something that I don't necessarily want, whether that be me thinking just off of looks or whatever the case may be, which is why you don't see a lot of men with uglier women because I'm doing the providing for them. So I expect you to look better than me. It's a level. I'm the one, Ooh, which, which comes from a from us living in a patriarchal society. And that in terms is where it of, comes from. But in terms yeah, but of I don't, entitlement I think, at that point. Yeah, I don't think that's a. If that's if that's truly the thought process that you think is happening, yeah, I well, I'm pretty concerned. But I I don't think that that is the baseline thought of it because there are plenty of people. Who don't make money who still have that prof process at, at all like Fair. the guys that i'm dating i know i make close to six figures i know i make more than them so there's no way that that's the like if you're having a thought process you better be able to provide but that can't work for everyone because i it work the guy who works at a fortune 500 company has that thought but the guy who works at mcdonald also has that thought so Fair. it's really i really think you can't make that argument because most guys aren't doing what they're supposed to provide if you're making that statement as a generalization saying, oh, well, it's a guy's job. Or something. Okay, so if you are providing, sure, I can maybe understand that logic, that whole thing of, okay, well, if I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom and not make any money, then I'll marry this guy and do this. That might be, okay, fine, if you think that there are some guys who have that thought process. But I don't think you can say that it's that way for all guys because if no. there was one, then the, the idea of a deadbeat dad wouldn't exist or the idea of all these other things wouldn't exist. The guy's idea to provide 
was such a draw well, see, for him that he did it. Too. To eight, that's different too. I think that that's too big of a generalization. I think what you're saying is a cop out to respond because that doesn't make any sense. If you're saying a guy can reject a girl based off of looks because they think that they're supposed to provide, that's not a logic that makes sense. No. I'm saying not just wealthy guys do that. Yeah, I well, no, no, I feel like you're connecting two different things is, is what I'm getting at. And that's not, I'm not just saying that. What I'm saying is if I'm a man and we had this conversation on the podcast before about yeah, we, the guy who said, that. you're not, you're not, uh, what's, I can't remember his name. The, the love doctor, whatever his, the, his name is, on my, with my mom's show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But I can't, and, all right, they're talking about that podcast in right. terms of he brings people back down to reality that, yeah, And yeah, what yeah. he's saying is you're not, you're not of the caliber of that man. And, and it sounds wrong, but when you think about it, that man isn't looking for that yeah. specific woman. And there's a reason why. Because you work so hard, a man, and this is one thing that you cannot deny, a man works for his success for the lifestyle he's going to live. Now, a big part of that lifestyle is Hey, so what does a woman do? We don't work for our success for a lifestyle we want to live? Well, see, I'm not, I'm not speaking for women. Because I think you're gen- your but, statements are very, like, very, very, like, this is 1950s women. There aren't women who work Fortune 500 copies. There aren't women surgeons. Like, the way you talk sounds like men are the only people out there trying to make money. There's female billionaires. But what he's... But, you're sitting on a couch in Bexley, Ohio, in someone's basement, talking about what men and women want who make all this money and have all this provide. That doesn't make any sense. Let me ask you, do you do something that makes Fortune 500 money where you can make the demands and saying, I'm a guy who I have, I should be able to get what I want because I'm this caliber. But that, y- that, type, of, that type of logic is just regressive. But hold on, you know, hold on. You know, hold- that's why it's so amazing to me because it's hard for me to have any sort of sympathy for that thought process because as a person, as a female of color who's considered the most undesirable person in terms of statistically, well, it's black on who. women and Asian men. Right. Who your logic doesn't make any sense for because if that were the fact, Asian men would probably have the most women, given that their success rate is much higher. So but that's not what it works out. So your logic doesn't make sense because you're too generalizing a statement saying that if I'm a man working for this life, I deserve this thing. No. All right. So pause, 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 pause. Hey, Cliff, 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 give me a second. Cliff, give me a second. Victoria, give me a second. So first of all, I don't think Cliff is trying to speak for women at all. I think he is just trying to give what he is talking about from a male perspective. I'm not saying that's right. I'm saying it's he is talking right. about it's it from very, a male. It sounds like it sounds I, like a. I hear you. Of men who don't talk to a lot of females. I hear you. So I, I, like, I mean, like, because you're in a times where like that might have been something that happened years ago, but they're equally as successful. Most of my friends are in power couples. Well, and I will like, also doctor, doctor, lawyer, lawyer. Yep. That's the caliber. You're saying I have to be a hot housewife to no, marry a lawyer. That's what I'm saying. Like this no. is an insane concept that you have in your mind. So pause. I the do. logic you're using for why guys don't take the time to get to know women <laughs> is such a regressive logic that it actually makes men look like shit. Well, and I think that's more his point that men are shit. But no, I don't if... think that was his point. He's saying <laughs> that the caliber of women who get this, this, and that—that's not making a point because so, it's basically saying the complete opposite of what I'm saying. Eight, and they're at, retroactive that men deserve something. You all deserve nothing. I, no, I'm I'm not arguing with that. I don't know if Cliff actually well, is or nothing. not. You think you're God's gift to the earth when you're just God's responsibility. 
No one is asking for you to, you're not some amazing thing. You think, oh my God, that was such a 1950s phrase, the caliber of women he wants to date. Because he was quoting, no, he was not factor. But that's a guy who's well educated, successful. The person you should want should be well educated and successful as well. That's the caliber, not how hot I am. Let me explain something to you because I don't care how hot anyone is. You explained to yourself at the beginning of the podcast that you hadn't had sex in seven months. I haven't had sex since February 14th of 2019. Or 2020, I apologize. 2020. That's off of my my choosing. I choose not to be involved with anyone. I don't care what you look like. I don't care if you're a two or a ten. I don't want you. I just don't want you. Me, my spoke myself personally. So exclude me from this conversation. He was referencing a I'm podcast host as and- a whole. I'm not. I'm not referencing myself in this situation whatsoever. Because if I felt that way, then clearly I would be working to get someone that I felt like no, I don't. I don't want anyone. Right, but that doesn't change the argument because you're there, not. There is no argument. Right. There's no the argument. Point, but but the point. No. Okay. Sorry. Not the argument. The statement that you made. Because what you're saying can't apply to all men because you're you're literally the doesn't apply to all men. Your statement was saying, a generalization about it applying the reason why men feel this way. And, that and there's said, no way you can think that because you yourself just disproved that logic by saying that you're not one of those men. So that's that's my point is like you're saying that you're not making yourself the caliber for this because it doesn't those things don't matter to you because that's not something you're looking for. That's great. But I wasn't talking about you specifically. I was talking about the people you were referencing. Right, and you, you said I was making a generalization. Men of certain caliber, but my point was going back to not just men of caliber. Men who aren't of caliber have the same standards, and that's yeah. my issue with it. No. You're absolutely right. If you're a man of caliber and you want someone of caliber, I hope what you consider to be of caliber, sure, attractive is a nature, but hopefully someone who's educated and can get things done. Right. That's what I hope you mean. We, but I understand that that's not everyone. But the generalization that men are going to have that thought process about not giving women a chance because they have this certain thing that they've worked for and they want. That's like, that. that's kind of being a little bit regressive saying that, don't you think women have those same thoughts and feelings? No. Like, you're saying that a woman doesn't aspire to be successful. I don't aspire to be successful to be a sugar mama. You're right. But you may aspire to be successful to meet someone of that same success. No, and I, I think that makes sense. And I think that... Yeah, like it's just it was a lot of like backwards like almost anti-women statements like it may not you may not have thought what you were saying was like that but it extremely came off that way. well and i think that he again i think it wasn't his point of view i think he was he to your point i do well, think it started that out a, as his point of view and then he did start referencing your love guru but before he referenced the love guru right he did see it on his own nature saying that this is why men do this but you're saying it doesn't apply to you so how do you know what men do because you're saying that doesn't apply to you so then and you are making a generation that doesn't apply to you strictly. If I wanted to make a generalization about men, I could do it as well because it doesn't apply to me either. Right. So making the statement that you're saying, oh, it doesn't apply to me because I'm not considering these things, great. Then that means that you're not the expert on that opinion. We have the same level of expert nature on it because you're not a man who thinks like that, right? So and then you don't think like that. And I think that- So we both understand that that type of logic is not complete across the board. And I think that that's, that's all that. fair statement. So what you said was a dead and you. You're saying every other man, but I, that's not no, every other man. 
there's before other men who aren't like that you or aren't like you other guys say, you're referencing. Before if we you're got saying to that all men's drive to success would that. be for these things, then you wouldn't have homeless men. You'd have men who were driving to get their job done so they could marry a woman and, you know, take Correct. their dowry and go on. Correct. <laughs> I, by the way, I think we yeah, should bring back. If you're saying that would happen, then none of these people who are so unsuccessful wouldn't exist then. Like, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, no one, there would always be the people fighting for success. They wouldn't just be drunk bums, whatever. They're, like, the logic is so, that's too general. You can't make that general of a statement and think that it isn't going to get this response. Because you're generalizing females as well. So that's what I have a bigger issue with. Well, see, I'm not generalizing anybody. I'm not generalizing anybody. My original statement was you see more of this than that. That's a generalization in itself. But uh, so that's one that actually, you know what? I'm going to move us past this conversation. (laughs) I'm going to do a real quick recap in the chat real quick because we've got some folks chiming in. I will say... In general, the chat is uh, supportive of <laughs> hashtag Team Victoria. Ashley chiming in the chat with so many thoughts right now. I need an uh, incognito chat name because she is a uh, relatively prevalent in <laughs> terms of being a principal in the NYC area. We women work for success for the lifestyle we want to live. My little brother chiming in in the chat with something funny around, I'm a millennial. What's this success you speak of? Dating is all just about finding compatible traumas and someone you don't entirely hate. <laughs> and I think that that's actually that's something we can all agree to. That's you why can't I'm find alone. compatible trauma. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it's it's hard. It's definitely um, I I maybe could have understood your point. I just think you may have gone about it in the, a very wrong way. Well, it, I it, mean, it makes it seem like I'm just like like this overly upset person. Not at all. And I just think you triggered something in me because and I that find that your case. statements and that may be were the case. very, like, but, very... But here's my thing, though. It, maybe that's why... I think this part, this might be part, even if you are single by choice, I think this might be a part of the reason why you're single. <laughs> what You know what? I also feel like the whole blow-up or the whole tears of a clown situation as well, if I'm being all the way honest. I didn't mean to hit anything traumatic in anyone when I said that. But right, whole, but here's my thing. Like, we can always but, do things that are, aren't intentional, but, they but just, that doesn't mean it doesn't elicit the response the that we don't thing. want. Here's the thing, though. With me starting the statement that I made to where we are now, have I never even finished one complete statement? You feel what I'm no, saying? I got really upset about it. And I right, and it, it was up to your interpretation. You didn't give me a chance to... Okay, so, all right, all right, okay. Go ahead and explain what I you thought... I don't want to. I don't want to anymore. I don't I don't even want to have the conversation well, anymore. Well, then now, now like it is your choice. The, <laughs> then that's my now choice. Now you've made it your choice because now you don't want to discuss it because the general narrative that you made, you did have full statements. Then and I let you choice. say them because your statement went back to the love guru when you spent that whole section talking about the love guru and his I didn't even get a chance to then talk meeting about something it. of the perfect caliber but also you've talked through every even if I have been talking a long time you've talked through all of my statements so it I doesn't tried. really matter does I, it honestly, so just I as tried. much disrespect you think that you're receiving from me is equal it because is equal. you are it... also talking through what I'm saying so like I'm not sure what you what you what response you thought you were going to negate from what you stated from what I thought was just play harder me making a joke about what guys think about girls took it somewhere else because in the fact that you can't understand that is because of your position as a male. You don't understand how what you thought might have been offensive to women because you don't know what it's like to be on the end of something where someone thinks your job is to be pretty for a man who 
uh, is going to get a successful job, your only responsibility is to be this pretty thing. So as someone who in this, again, in society standards is never going to be that pretty thing. Yeah, I opt for success as well as that thing that I hope that one day I don't meet people who think like you who don't want to do anything or people who think like I'm of this success that I deserve someone better than you. Well, see, here's the thing, though, is because pretty in success, those those are objective things. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. It's oh, not, my God. OK, it's not. So now we now we turn this I, into like, I, oh, it's. But the objective nature is exactly what you're discussing because you you generalize the objective nature of men. You're well, saying that this is what, what they saying. think of pretty is this necessity that has to be done. So you're right. It's objective to the standpoint of what, what we go saying. back to my original point. This is what I'm saying. I that men, think, I can that think of well, idea that men have to have this pretty person is an objective thing. So we're all. It's just like a circle of nature back to what you're saying originally, which is that men of a certain caliber which is not a reference. Cause like my whole thing is this, you can't say all men are of a certain caliber. Agreed. Like you guys aren't like, uh, you're great people, but are you on the caliber of Bill Gates in one retrospect? Are you on the caliber of whoever you might think a genius, Henry Louis Gates? Like, are you on the caliber of Neil deGrasse Tyson? No. So there are different I mean, calibers. I apologize if people. I didn't interpret so that. like to reference people and say like, oh, it's a certain caliber, then you're not, you're not, you may not be there, but also Listen. the guy who works as a fry cook may also not be there either. Because what you're doing is saying that there's a certain amount of idea that a guy has to do this sort of success and that's why he deserves such a thing, which I don't, it doesn't apply. That's too generalization about guys. So what I will say- That's too the, big a generalization about it. You're thinking every guy works for success to meet someone isn't, then why are these people doing these things? No, and what I will say is, I think to your point, I think that there were, there were generalizations made and I also think that I, I knowing conversations that Cliff and I have had on the show in the past. And so I've got that historical context, right? We have talked a lot about the, the shifting uh, demographic and not even demographic, the shifting uh, perspectives within, especially male culture over the last, what, 20 years, 20 years in particular, probably longer than that of shifting from being a provider to being, I, I do think, especially in the last 15 years, you've seen a lot of change in terms of the move towards a more equal approach, which I, I, which I think most people would agree is the right move. But right. prior to that, there was a big positioning in terms of how the media portrayed relationships, in terms of how um, society interpreted things like there's a reason why we've had a lot of the, the court cases and decisions we've had over the last 10 years right around closing the pay gap closing those types of things because there was that discrepancy and there's a reason for those discrepancies is that it was a very and i'm not saying it's it's not still that way it was still a very patriarchal society that we live in here in america i'm right. not saying that's the right thing i'm saying that was the reality and so what i think Cliff and I have had this conversation in the past about how this is changing. And yes, we've had some discussion around whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think this conversation got off the rails because of general statements made. But I also think that, you know, I, I, in general, Cliff does have a tendency to make some incendiary statements. I actually didn't think that there were too many of those here. But I understand yeah, I in terms of... It being a trigger for the way you were feeling about it, and Victoria. I get that. And yeah, I'm because not... I think it's like it's easy. I mean, it, it's ironic 
like that both of you have said it to me that you didn't feel that way and that's fine but also you're not part of yeah the, we're not you the group i get you're it. not you're not yeah you're you're talking about this thing about females and that's why i said i apologize i apologize yeah if I I'm didn't just like, interpret yeah you it. can say that it's not insensitive but it's like yeah, because it's not talking about your group of, that would affect your insensitivity. So, I, and that's like, agree. You know, that's the idea of privilege. Yeah, because you're not experiencing what a woman experiences with jobs or, you know, the fact that she's expected to have a certain thing or do a certain way, or she has to be pretty to do this, or she has to do this, whatever, objectively. All those things don't apply to you. And that's great. But like, the statement was just like, yeah, I wouldn't I have normally have gone off, but it was just so like, no, just very not well worded. And you can go back and listen to it. And if you can think like, okay, what I said was a pretty good statement, then I, yeah, then I'm in the wrong. But I don't think your well, next statement and I don't think anybody's saying was really like a, a progressive or a thought that should have been had. <laughs> I don't think we would, your general. I don't think that we're disagreeing with you on that front. And I don't think anybody's saying you're wrong. I, honestly, I'm just trying to uh, keep oh, the yeah, conversation okay. going. Like, I know. Like, even if you said I was wrong, like, I, I wouldn't yeah, yeah, really yeah. care too much about it. Because, like, it's, I know I'm not. And it's, like, you know, it's just, it's hard for me to see the logic from the other standpoint. Right. Um, and I don't think it, like, we were talking about dating, which is all I wanted to talk about. Right. You know, <laughs> what it might be. But we, we can keep Clifford out of that conversation because, again, dating doesn't apply to him. He doesn't do it. He doesn't know how to. He hasn't had sex in eight months because that seems to be a long time. But, um, which somehow was longer than seven months. So he 12. had to one-up me, but that's fine. But my point 12, being is that, yeah. like, that doesn't apply to you. So you didn't have to even start the conversation. I was talking about my experience myself in dating fair fair but you and don't think you wouldn't know so right so the other piece that i do want to chime in kind of going back to the chat because i think matt uh so my little brother i think has unique perspectives on this so i just want to kind of read through what he wrote because i think it's it's valuable to the conversation so historic this is coming from my little brother matt uh historically speaking men are taught it's easier to promote the illusion of success rather than develop a personality it's part of a to of toxic masculinity and it's an extension of treating women like property or at the very least prohibiting them from being successful in their own right. Uh, creating a scenario where they have to lure and secure a man who can provide for them. We are in a transition period right now, which is kind of what I was getting at right. about how the last 10, 15 years has been a, a shift um, that will ultimately be beneficial for men, women, and gender nonconforming people where things are changing. But it's still a slow and painful process. And Victoria, I do, I do want to call out that the the 10 year difference between us i think does put us in different social demographics when it comes to kind of how we were raised and some of the the thought processes and i'm not saying that we're right and you're wrong i am saying that it is a it is a fact that we we what had different, different positioning there years. how 30, old are you 35 versus 28 it's almost 10 years well, it's not ten years, but yeah. it's it's almost ten years, and I do I think I do think there's a difference. Ten there. years is the 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 ideas that you're talking about didn't really like to say that ten I'm years not, ago when they started is really would be very like no. But what I'm just, saying that would just discredit everything that was done in the seventies and the eighties and women's rights and all those things. That's and that's, that's not. Gonna, I can understand the logic of what Matt is saying. That's completely understandable because even if the illusion of success, what my original point, and will always be my original point, is that what 
the argument for what I was saying just didn't apply. What Clifford was describing did not apply to that, that situation. Fair. Because that's making an extreme generalization for what men do for success. And if you're right, if you really think the illusion of success makes someone think that I deserve this certain thing, that's an, that, that would be a hard thing to follow when you have people in situations who aren't successful who still do that. And maybe they are delusional. Maybe they think in their head they are successful, so I can pursue these women. I do think that I deserve these women. But I do think that that's... like gaming in his basement thinks that he deserves a model. But that's you know, actually... I, I don't like to, to make these assumptions or like make someone feel like they're less than by doing those things because people do the same thing to me, but... But I, I would I argue that that's actually reality there. Logic. Sure. But I would actually argue that that's reality, is that that's... And this comes back to perception is reality. And depending what kind of media you consume, depending on how you were raised, depending on what you grew up around, there is that expectation among a, a probably, I'm not going to say a majority, but of at least a subset of men that are raised to believe that. Through one right. means or another. I mean, you see it. That's the whole. I mean, honestly, like a lot of what we're dealing with in our country right now stems from a lot of the same misogynistic views, right? Like you. I mean, this is where I come back to the fact that eighty-three million people voted for Biden, but seventy-five million voted for Trump. Like that's still a big portion of our community yeah. that held at least some of those beliefs. Everything in general, rather than a specific to genders and dating uh, agreed like, I, and i do think the conversation spiraled <laughs> like the idea you're right it does stem from this one thing of attractive nature but the way that it was stated was not that because the expectation that a woman is supposed to be of a certain caliber but a man is not is not we don't get any further by making that statement again where it seems like it's been reinforcing it rather than being like no that's an incorrect thought process and like you we come away from that now because you're right women have become successful and there are these things where it's like well i i know i deserve a certain amount of caliber but i wouldn't say that i would reference the opportunity because now that women are successful wouldn't you think they would have the same process no women because they're better than men Right, which was my original point. It had nothing to do with that men are successful. Men are shit, and they still think they deserve women who are twice, if not better than them in all other aspects. That was my original point. And I think we can agree with I you. I don't think you can generalize it down to success. No. Because then there I, would be a lot less men. There there's wouldn't be enough men who have that thought process to to make that number make sense, the amount of men with women. I just think that that thought process is too general to be like, well – a man does this for this reason. You're right. They're taught to be successful, but I don't think the two go hand in hand and that women have to be attractive. Like why can't an unattractive man who's successful just want a regular person? Like it is this idea that it's been installed in people's heads for generations and generations, but it doesn't make sense when you come down to the new factors of women having the same amount of success and not doing the same thing. Like my whole point was it just comes down to the biological nature of it. Well, not even because I don't think biological things are a thing, but the idea that a guy wouldn't give someone who, who is amazingly smart and funny and talented or whatever, a chance because of how she looks. That was just my original point. Like that's all I wanted to be known, you know, and to say those things that it's such a general thing saying all guys, as as someone who's been on the experience of dating guys in a situation, that's why I said, no, that's not the thing. Because I've dated comics who know they're worth nothing 
and still have that same mentality. Gotcha. So it can't be that logic of every guy is working for success so he can get that woman. But again, this is I, not fucking eighties John Hughes movie. I, I no, do think do shit to do shit. I do think that you underestimate the number of guys who are delusional about their success. <laughs> which is the only Maybe. which is the only comment that I'll leave there. Is that I think yeah, I don't are. know. It just seems like, I, I, but there are a lot of people who are not delusional about their success. True, and those are the ones who make more sense to me. Because if you're able to be like, I know I'm fucking a piece of shit, but you can date me, then yeah, more power to but you. But that's a confidence thing at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's a confidence thing, then. and that goes back to the original point of like the factors are all. There's too you can't generalize a statement of that nature. You know, there's too many factors. If we generalize that men want this, women want this, you know. What if the roles reverse had years ago, women were, it was beaten to their heads that they were successful in the opposite. Do you think it would have been the same response? No, because women are more evolved than men anyway. <laughs> or, or, or we'd be, oh. or we'd be uh, fingering each other. Anyway, I think, yeah, right. the caliber statement was a lot for me, but I think we it's beating a dead horse at this point. So Don't disagree. So here's what I'm going to recommend. I want to give us a quick two-minute break. Everybody chill. We're going to play a little music. We're going to play our little uh, Be Right Back intro. And we will come back and we will be on a different topic when we come back. Everybody good with that? Yeah. All right. Hey, even though I know things got intense, I think it was good content. So that's not a bad thing. So we'll be right back. We're going to take about a five minute or a two to five minute break and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll pick this back up. Appreciate everybody. Thank you.
the hospital, like one of the best in the nation. We do a lot of high dose and high uh, high dose therapies and a lot of experimental like new therapies, like any new therapy that comes into the country because we're always the last to get it. Got the it. FDA sucks. Right. So whenever a new therapy enters the country, we're usually one of the first hospitals to be doing it. So it is interesting, like on that standpoint, um, it's not something I want to do forever, but it's definitely I enjoy for now. Right. So from a, so that's at UC, right? University uh-huh. of Chicago. All right. No, that's, I mean, so your, your joke earlier around it's easier to do or to deal with cancer patients every day versus stand-up comedy is it's apropos. <laughs> so, all right. I was curious about that. I mean, uh, what's it been like kind of going through all that with COVID and with the COVID restrictions? And I'm sure it's been hell <laughs> to some extent, but... Um, I mean, it's not super bad. Like, I okay. don't mind... Uh, I think at the beginning it was bad only because like it seemed like our hospital had like a not a big enough response to everything um, in terms of the best ways to keep us safe. I think that that was my biggest concern for a while, and it got really bothersome. Yeah. Um, but then, like, I think in the summer things kind of took a turn. I mean, don't get me wrong; the healthcare system is a business in itself. So whatever they do is just to keep the efficiency of the healthcare system. Right. Like, and the only reason they want to protect you is because at the end of the day, if people right. can't work, they're not making money. <laughs> yeah. Like when we first started doing this, they had us like working one week on one week off. And that was only because if a group of us got sick, that means the other group could still work. Right. So, you know, it's that idea that all this maintenance is so that they can have people doing their job, which is fine. So for me, it hasn't changed a whole lot. Okay. Um, I would say the first few weeks, we didn't interact with COVID patients. But I would say at the beginning of May, I started, ha- I, or let's say the end of April, I would we started doing COVID patients again for therapies and tests. So that was probably the scarier part when I was act- know that I was actively dealing with a COVID patient. And before I realized, you know, that you know, it was, COVID was a, a lot scary at the beginning when we didn't understand it. So then right. it was like the scary nature of what happens if I get it and all those things when I was dealing with actively COVID patients. But outside of that, uh, I think I'm more grateful for having a job, not because I care about the fact that I can live what I want. I literally would go insane if I was home all the time. Right. Like that's the bigger thing for me. Like, yeah, it's great. I'm glad to have a financial stable income and healthcare and all that kind of stuff. But it's more better because if I buy another craft off of Amazon, they will, <laughs> they will stop my account. One time I literally ordered uh, something. I ordered so many of this miniature that they thought it was someone had stole my credit card. Right. That <laughs> you were being scared. And so then I pretended that I was like, oh, no, like maybe, uh, maybe, I don't possibly. It could have happened. <laughs> do you do the, do you do the light I also light? don't recognize those eight DoorDash chargers. <laughs> so. That's that's what it's like. It was like, like I mean, I was going things. I live alone, and like now, now me and my friends like we have a bubble, and I know like whether or not you think that's safe, it's up to you. But we're all transplants, so we don't see anyone other than each other. Right. We don't have family here. We all live alone. So whenever we hang out, one of us gets it. You know, or I don't know. But anyways, um, now we see each other more. But at the beginning, I was just by myself for a good like four months. You know, no, it was like this that. insane amount of like alone time where you really get to know yourself and you realize you're awful. <laughs> so, that's what it is. But, you know, outside of that, it's not been on. And I, I'm double vaccinated and I have gotten both my vaccines. So that's awesome. I'm ready to get out of here and go somewhere. It's funny you bring that up because my wife gets her first shot next week. 
I was apparently eligible, but I've never actually activated my... So the school district where I coach, uh, apparently I got an email at that account, which I didn't even know I had an email account for them. (laughs) So I could have gotten vaccinated through White. you're doing great already. Right. And by the time I realized it, or by the time I talked to Jeff... Uh, I checked that St. Charles email before I checked that (laughs) Well, fair enough. But at the same time, I I missed the registration date by a day. So, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever going to get it at this point. Well, then you get it as a civilian. (laughs) Well, but I don't know when they're in Ohio especially. Like, we're in phase 1B, and civilians under 65 or under 55, we're not going to get it until, like, 2022 at this point <laughs> with the way that it's rolling out. So Yeah, but I think that kind of depends because now you have pharmaceutical companies, and they're going to keep more and more going to start developing them. So you're True. not going to be li- limited to just and eventually, uh, Pfizer, uh, and Miranda, and uh, now Johnson & Johnson. There's right. going to be more and more pharmaceutical companies who are going to either adapt it or find some sort of, you know, they're going to reverse engineer it and they'll figure it out themselves and you'll have more and more companies putting it out. Well, and eventually they'll do it at more retail-type locations, whether it's CVS, Well, yeah, I mean, Walgreens, you can already book for... Kind of a lot of people can already book at CVS and Walgreens in Chicago. I don't know, maybe Chicago just is moving faster than other cities because... I feel like they are. <laughs> no, actually, you know, that's not true because I have friends who in Ohio, I've wondered how they got it, but maybe they have some sort of reason because I have friends who don't work in medicine or in any sort of, like, friends who even work from home who've gotten it, and I'm just wondering how. I, but in I, Chicago, they started... Um, educators are getting it right now in Ohio, They're starting the which... same thing, like, they're doing it in the same process where, like, because I work in the Southside community, which is an underserved community, uh, my hospital will only be giving it to people who live in that actual community gotcha. um, over the age of 75 and then when they're finished with the people over 75 they'll move to 65 and then vice and then keep going from there but yeah yeah but when i first got it they had like twelve thousand doses the first day so i it just i think i think you're being a major city might affect it but also i think in time you're going to have more pharmaceutical companies developing their own and then it'll be the same thing because now johnson and johnson's has a shorter expiration as i'm sorry has a longer expiration time right than these other ones that well, was one another benefit of it like these other ones have a six hour half-life or well not half-life whatever but a six hour expiration time now you have a longer one so yeah and i mean the the i actually just lost my train of thought i had a good thought there and i lost it so i got nothing <laughs> No, I mean at the at the same time, like it's it'll be interesting just to see how if anything changes under the new administration, et cetera, in terms of the availability, whether you're ramping up with the Defense Production Act, et cetera. Um, I was a little disappointed when I figured out or when I realized too late that I wasn't getting like like I was eligible and didn't get one, but it is what it is, and you know, hopefully, I can get vaccinated before we start uh from a coaching perspective here in august or whatnot so what was that like you were eligible based on the fact that you worked with yep so basically it's moving into education now at least in ohio and um like i said char gets hers next week i was eligible because i coach and i missed the window to sign up but all right it is what it is well that seems like it's on you well it's it is because I never activated the email address that. Yeah, I, I think that that was the working. first. <laughs> well, because I mean, how long have you been coaching there? 
this will be my third year. Yeah, and that's I had I had five thousand emails from them <laughs> when I finally How many, did sign Did you in. have any emails, or like was it a thing where you had to activate it for you to get emails, or were you already getting emails you hadn't read any of them? Bingo, second one. So. I didn't how even... many emails? How many unread emails did you have? Oh no, that was the big drama today. So I finally got the password reset, or I got the password reset for the account, so I could actually log in. And it was I had five thousand unread emails, but most every single one of them, except this vaccine email, like I could just throw away. Like <laughs> that's the I don't flip know, you side. You could have had someone sending you a heartfelt email, and you could have helped the student out, and you just blew it all off because you didn't have your email. <laughs> no, because anybody that's going to send me some shit like that is going to send it to me on Twitter or Facebook or oh, somewhere God. else. So, oh, so the fact that you talk to your students thing. through Facebook is so weird to me. When my teachers had Facebook, I like completely avoided that thing for such a long time. What'd you say, Cliff? Am I'm I sorry. Low? Am I still low? You were a little low. I don't know why. Say it again. Sorry. Well, I said so. Enrique, the kicker's okay. Then I take. It. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he didn't get no infections on his back tatter. No, 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 no. West Side. Okay. You're talking about West Side. Yes, yeah. Yes, exactly. Jose, uh, not, it's not Jose. It's um. Hey Zeus. Hey, hey Zeus. Zeus uh, see, now I feel even worse for saying Enrique. <laughs> Enrique just strikes me as the guy with the back tattoo. That's why I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Jose doesn't. I don't get that vibe from him. No, Jose was the kicker the year before. Oh, hey Zeus. He hey said, Zeus is this year. Yeah, even Hey Zeus doesn't strike me as the back tattoo. That may be the praying hands on the chest. Well, okay. Jesus is the one that's got two bullet wounds. So. <laughs> I don't think I want to know. This but is Whitehall football. You might have, um. you might have missed, that email may have been more important than the vaccination email, sir. So you might want to scroll through back through that five thousand to make sure you didn't miss anything important. I did. I did actually. I read through uh, the last a thousand before right. I just went to Google and said select all and fucking delete. Mm-hmm. But most of them were for, like, systems that I don't actually access or anything. It was like, Aesop is down. I don't know what fucking Aesop is. Like, get the fuck out of here. Listen, I still get those uh, same uh, voicemails from my daughter about her school. I'm like, listen, did you log in today? What the fuck are you texting me? I don't know. What what do you want me to do? She's at school. What are you asking? What are you you messaging me? Well, they actually start going back to school, what, next week? Does she start going back? Yeah. Supposedly. Mm-hmm. What's Chicago doing right now? What's the general like school system in there doing? Do you know? Uh, they're on strike. Oh, nice. All right. So, score there. <laughs> right. Well, they went on strike because Chicago wanted to go back into in-person learning and teachers didn't want to. So, um, We dealt with that in September, October with Gahanna around here and... Yeah. Everybody so I else think seems that, I mean, I don't know. Chill. I think they're on strike. I think it started like yesterday. They're supposed to start in-person school on Monday, and then something happened. That's but, like, what Columbus Public union, is supposed unions to Unions are basically just like an organized business. True. Because <laughs> like the unions voted to strike, and then they voted to strike, and then that means like there's a whole set of parameters that are in, which I didn't even realize there was a whole thing with unions. Like there's rules and stuff. I thought it was just like a mob thing. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like now I hear about like yeah, the teachers union here is like a whole big deal. Way. And like true. Like last year, um or two years ago, the nurses union at my hospital struck they had a strike and there was all these rules that went along with it and I was like, What? I didn't realize there were so many rules of a strike. 
Yeah. Like they couldn't be on campus and it was like so many weird things. And I was like, oh my gosh, drama. And I'm not a part of it. So I love that. <laughs> so uh, technologists are not part of the nurses union then. No. And actually we were supposed to vote to have our own union and they voted no. And I was like, you guys are idiots. Like, I know I wasn't going to, I know I'm not going to do this career forever. So like, I was like, this isn't going to affect me forever. But right. like this, like, this is the kind of thing where, like, you know, what, when we don't take lunches for four weeks, this is something you could speak up to a union about. Right. <laughs> Labor laws. True, true. And how they apply here. Because you're not getting it. You deserve a lunch. <laughs> and how rude. How rude. So, yeah, no, we're not a part of the union. Um, and then, yeah, and then you vote to have a union. And then if they vote no, then the union can't try to have a union for, like, a year. You can't try to do you it You can't again. try to unionize again at that point. Yeah, you can't try to unionize for at least a year. But now we're at that year point, so let's start it because this place is shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm I mean, sure, it's funny. I'm sure none of my coworkers are listening. <laughs> I'm sure, like, it's funny you frame it that way in terms of, once you unionize, there's a bunch of rules, blah, blah, blah. I feel like that's kind of how the stock market's working right now. Uh, you know, with this whole GameStop <laughs> issue that's segue. going on. You like that, didn't you? I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> that's my favorite scene in the movie. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> so, Mike, since uh, we're talking about white crimes, explain to me what happened. <laughs> So I'll try to do my best to explain this GameStop situation. Um, so basically, the idea is that a bunch of Wall Street hedge, for, uh, hedge funds decided that they were going to short sell GameStop. What shorting a stock means is you borrow it. You basically borrow a share, expecting it to drop, so that you can sell it. Mm-hmm. And buy it back at a cheaper price and hand it back to the person you borrowed from. Right. GameStop has been a faltering company, and I could say this because you know they're a client of the the business where I work. Um, <laughs> GameStop has been falling apart for years, and what happened was Reddit basically said, "You know what? Fuck this. We're gonna go drive these prices up." And so GameStop shock, uh, stock started shooting up from a price point which basically caused all these hedge funds or hedge fund managers to lose a shit ton of money to the point where 48.6 percent i saw that i saw that uh rob or whatever Uh, yeah a lot of people are cashing in on this and what's happened is is that the whether it's the fdic or the sec has stepped in and basically shut down trading on gamestop and amc who are the stocks (laughs) where this is happening Basically because ordinary people instead of Wall Street hedge funds right, are, making money. are the ones making money. And so it is a very much a Robin Hood scenario where you've got a bunch of poor folks that bought in a shit ton of Game stocks, or GameStop stock low so that they could sell it high and so that Wall Street banks couldn't make their money back on their shorts of GameStop. Right. And so that's kind of the, that's kind of the gist of it. Um... I mean, I'm all for it. Like, the stock market... That's the way the stock market should operate. It should be a gambling ring. <laughs> Listen, I mean, motherfuckers don't get upset when they do it. Right. Nobody gets upset when Wall Street they does it. They inflate their stocks. Absolutely. And sell them at high prices, and then 
bomb them out. So what's the fucking difference? You feel what I'm there, saying? there is no difference it's except it's who's succeeded. making the money. Right. The people succeeded, and that's the the name of the game nowadays. Right. That's the Bill Haney, Andrew Schultz, Floyd Mayweather. You feel what I'm saying? Right. That's what we discussed last week, and that's what's happening now. Absolutely. Speaking of Floyd, which transitions me into fights, fight, fight, uh, fight sports. Did you see Conor McGregor get knocked the fuck out, dude? I texted you at didn't ten. I say that though. I, I, I paused. We talked about. It. I didn't say knocked out. We did out. a little bit. I didn't say knocked out. We did a little bit. I texted you at ten o'clock that night and basically said, "Hey, my wife is going to sleep early. <laughs> I got the fights. Come over and watch." And you didn't respond yeah, to I was, shit. Um, <laughs> I was busy. I'm sure you were, <laughs> but not that busy. But I was busy. But, but anyways, um, they were talking about how he uh, missed out on a hundred million dollars losing that fight. I think it's the opposite. What do you mean? I wouldn't be surprised if. Connor doesn't make more money because he got knocked out than if he would have won. Because he bet I on the other guy. I thought he got a hundred million just for showing up. I thought that was the whole reason why it didn't matter. Well, no, 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 not for that. Not for the Dustin Poirier Connor McGregor fight. No UFC fight ever gets that that much kind money. of that kind of. Now money. here's the thing: they were saying missing out on a hundred million because the boy Jake Paul, the YouTuber that knocked out Nate Robinson. You know what I'm talking about. You didn't see all the memes and Nate Robinson laying on. Oh his... no, I know who. No, I know who that. I just can't stand Jake Paul. I know. Who I can't even. Oh, <laughs> Me we're, either. We're, <laughs> we're in we're agreement. We're in agreement on that. You know what I'm saying? We're definitely. But he offered Conor McGregor a fight before Conor McGregor took the Dustin Poirier fight. He told him it would be guaranteed fifty million. Conor McGregor said he wanted to fight Pacquiao because he thought he would make more. More. Now, the Pacquiao said, the only way I'll fight you is if you win your next fight to big up the promotion. He would have had a chance of making just as much with Jake Paul off of just taking that fight than Manny Pacquiao in losing. So now you lost out on both, both uh, $50 million fights. So he's fucked. <laughs> he ain't making but shit. the only good thing is now I feel like because <coughs> he did get knocked out, the pop culture will be like, well, it's more even. Yeah, you and Jake Paul now. You know what right. I mean? Which will big up. Not, a not necessarily giving Poirier any respect, but no, yes. he's never. He's in UFC. Nobody cares about <laughs> him. You better start fighting these celebrities. Isn't that where we are today? Where you can devote your whole life to a, a sport. And watch somebody who's a faker make so much more than you. I mean, fair. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm, I don't even want to say here we are today because we've been that. We've, we've been, been trending there. that way for a long time. But now it's just like the guy that... But it started off with like going from fight sports to fake fight sports, right? Like Mike Tyson got paid a shit ton of money for showing up and hitting uh, Shawn Michaels with a chair... To basically back Steve Austin. Oh, and the, the, the <laughs> when, he, when Right, that's what I said. From fight fight sports to fake sports. <laughs> and you saw the same thing with DDP and Dennis Rodman. Or DDP and uh, 
uh, Carl Malone, sorry. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about that. You don't know that Dennis Rodman left uh, the finals to go wrestle at WCW? <laughs> I don't know any of that. Oh, my know. God. You have to go watch the, uh, the what was the Jordan documentary? Um, the Last Dance. The Last Dance. Because they actually talk about it. Dennis Rodman peaced out in the middle of, like, game five. He went to Vegas to go... He did that too, but that's where WCW was filming. Oh, so it's a two for one. Two for so Dennis seven. Rodman showed up like in WCW during He's a the final. <laughs> no doubt. But I mean, a lot of people felt that that was kind of fucked up that you went and did professional wrestling in the give middle him of the that finals. Credit. <laughs> you had you were good enough to have Jordan come get you, and you made money with Vince McMahon as well. You're a good business. Well, it was Ted Turner because it was WCW, but. Uh, <laughs> and you got Carmen Electra on the back end making money. Fair enough. Because you were successful. No, I'm just <laughs> Don't just start playing. that again. <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't even listening. I'm, I'm looking at like... Dennis Rodman's net worth. <laughs> what is it right now? It's actually. Uh... It says currently, well, it says of 2020, he is worth $500,000. 500000 He's best friends with Kim Jong-un. You got me fucked up. He could have all the money he wanted if he played his cards right. Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, can you imagine? Because Michael Jordan is so rich that he just, his house has been for sale in Chicago for like 13 years. And, and he just still owns it. Really? Nobody, nobody can afford it. Really? No one wants, yeah, because it's one, it's the price of the house and then on top of it it's the upkeep right, then it's right. Like, no he has like full basketball like he has full everything like so it's like it's the upkeep he has like a whole like i mean like i can't even describe but you look one it's very dated though and he's like, the neighbor if you're gonna try to sell that house you really need to renovate you really because, need to spend another two million just to update it yeah i mean <laughs> the only, the only thing that i i would purchase that house for that price solely because his uh you know his gate has 23 on it so that's what the cool part is like i don't buy the house just for that if i have the type of money but yeah the house has been on the market for like so long and it's not even the most expensive house in illinois just people don't want it right (laughs) it's just like not a good like the the amount of like the architecture and everything you need to upkeep that house is probably not worth what it what they put into it Mm -hmm. but again he has some i mean he he has so much money that like that stuff doesn't even matter and all the money he probably made from last dance just recently or just jordan's in general in general What? Like, I don't know what his net worth is, but I'm sure it's, I could Google that. That's what the first thing I do because, so I know that I'm unsuccessful is I Google a celebrity's net worth. <laughs> oh, literally, my Google history already had Michael Jack, Michael Jordan house on it. So. <laughs> you want to know how unsuccessful I am? The first thing I Google is the Mega Millions jackpot payout. His do I need current, to play he is this uh, currently the, the world's richest retired athlete retired. at 1.6 billion that's his net worth so that means someone else is bigger than him that's well active. i'm sure non-retired people i mean can you imagine what like i was just looking up this formula one driver who makes 280 million dollars like um, a year and that's without i know you're talking about too and that's without um that's without um winning incentives yeah, that's, and that's is, even like or like Patrick right, Mahomes, his his contract. First of all, fuck Patrick Mahomes. Listen, second of all, <laughs> if, if we're being a buck, if we're being a buck, I think we're looking at 
Jordan LeBron, but with LeBron having more clout with Brady Mahomes. Oh, I can see that. You understand that Mahomes has never lost a game by more than one touchdown. No, Mahomes is legit. Mahomes would have been in his first three years in the seat in the NFL in all three Super Bowls if it wasn't for that rule where first touchdown wins against the Patriots. Gotcha. So the one time you didn't make the Super Bowl of your entire career is against the player who you're fighting to be the yeah. best. Brady never did that in his first three years. Oh, You're no. You're already in a position with the best team in the league to be great for the next 10 years. Yeah. He's going to be no, passing Brady I, that easy. I hate it, but Mahomes is oh the God. truth. Like, he, Mahomes is going to be the GOAT. And I feel like Mahomes and Josh are going to see each other in the AFC Championship at least two or three more times. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, Josh, I will give you peas. Josh Allen is a lot better than I expected him to be. I will say that Diggs gave him a lot of his mm-hmm. pool that he got this year, but he's still a great quarterback. I can see them having that rivalry. Oh, yeah, that. no. I, I feel like... And unfortunately, instead of the Bills losing in the Super Bowl, it's going to be the Bills losing in the fucking AFC Championship to Mahomes. I'm so sorry, Vicky. I don't mean to. I don't mean to uh, uh, talk sports, but did you hear? Oh me? no, that's fine. I'm not even. I'm really focused on looking up uh, sports. Whatever. <laughs> okay. What their well, net worth is? We'll no, keep track of the names. Well, we're because dropping. then once you know, like Google has suggested questions, and then it's like. So I was looking at like all the suggested questions are just other basketball players and their net worth because right. when I laughed I was laughing I, it wasn't that's rude of me to laugh but I was laughing at Allen Iverson's net worth because I oh, stop it. <laughs> oh you better I stop he's worth more he's worth like one million which I don't know I thought he'd be worth more than well that. they played Allen Iverson yeah, he was the fair. Kaepernick of the NBA well and on top of that he for... spent all his money <laughs> Scotty Pippen's <laughs> worth like 20 million Shaq is worth <laughs> more than I expected well, Shaq's still doing oh, stuff. But what I was saying, but were we you saying? know who the writers are looking for, right? Well, there's two people right now who said a quarterback. That, <laughs> yeah, who said that they wouldn't mind that destination. Deshaun Jackson and okay, the second best quarterback in the NFL, Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, uh, Rodgers yeah. is getting Rogers up there. Rodgers said, "I either want the." He saw two more years left, and he said, "I'll either finish it out with the Raiders." Named like four teams, but he was like, I wouldn't mind the Raiders. In- Isn't it crazy to think about Rodgers is almost at retirement when Favre just retired, what, four years ago? Was it four years ago? It wasn't that long ago because he went. It was and- more than four. It wasn't. He retired from Vikings, Minnesota. Right? right. I feel like that was only four or five years ago. Was it longer? I'm like that's now eight you're gonna to make me ten. look it up. I'm like, I'm like that's eight to ten, bro. <laughs> is it really? I feel like you might have. You to might hit, be right. You I feel like you right. might have to hit the showers. <laughs> speaking of that. which, speaking of which, we've got a new show launching on the channel, uh, probably right after the Super Bowl. Hit the showers, presented by Foolproof Entertainment, will be our post uh, sports event show. So I think what we're looking to do is after. Games after matches after pay per views, whether it's you know fight sports, football, hockey, basketball. I don't know that we've said anything about baseball, but if we've got some baseball fans, we might look at that. We might look. At um, that. that show will be launching the in the month of February, 
Uh, probably next next week. Got at least ten commitments. There we go. As far as hosts go. On top of that, we also have uh, this weekend. We will be recording a couple episodes of the Mind and Body podcast, or the Mind and Body Understanding, hosted by Jeff Farian podcast. Um, Help me, Jeff. I'm broken. Right, no doubt. Which is our mental health podcast that uh, Jeff Farian and Farian Counseling LLC. Uh, will be presenting so we've got a couple of new things coming to the channel here over the next couple of weeks um, so make sure you tune in check those things out you'll be able to find links for that on both uh, the YouTube channel which is where we'll broadcast live and then of course our preferences go ahead find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Google Podcasts, all that stuff download like subscribe all that good shit so. and apparently there's a foolproof page <laughs> and apparently there's a foolproof page all right, so we are at about two and a half or two hours and some change. This is typically where we wrap up the show. So, Victoria, where can the people find you? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I haven't been doing a whole lot. So, but I, you, you could follow me. On, I'm on Instagram, but like I don't post. <laughs> like I'm so used to saying live shows. That's what's so much better. <laughs> I like don't have like anything to say because I, I don't do anything social media wise because I suck but I'm trying I just started it well I'm trying to start a YouTube channel but like it's like it's so hard and I don't want to put in the effort. well I uh, the only thing I'll chime in there is if you want to talk about that offline I'm more than willing to have the conversation we've obviously yeah sure I just like yeah but anyways I the best place I I'm trying to gain more Instagram followers all right all I want. so even if you don't find myself entertaining just follow me because I um, I should be sad enough to you that you want to pity. <laughs> and then you can just no pity. look at that crazy rant you went on earlier. No pity. Talking. We threaten we threaten fans too. So uh, fans, the ones That's that I know, I, do. I threaten fans. Follow her, or you know I'm gonna see you. But yeah, so I'm on Instagram or notorious what's well, so long what is phrase, it can we, but yeah, i'm it also on us. facebook you can give reference my us. instagram and something later when you post it i guess okay. I don't know. <laughs> do you know what your instagram uh, handle is no i do but the issue is it's like it is notorious vic but there's underscores in it okay. i mean i can spell it out it's spell it out underscore yeah, v it. underscore i underscore c Okay. I know that's right. It's really not that hard. I just was like, oh, like, is it weird for me to spell it out? But, yeah, like, don't be humble. That's, that's all it is. There's just an underscore in between the VIC. All right. For the VIC part because my name is Victoria. The Notorious. Gotcha. The Notorious VIC. Yeah, I need to change it. Yeah, you should. <laughs> but change don't it. change it. But the thing is, I want to come up with something funny and clever that's, like, still good. Like that people could reference because, like, imagine like when people at my shows ask me to follow me, and I have to spell it. I have to spell it out for every single one of them, or I just take their phone and write it in myself. Because I hate being like, "Oh, you put the underscore in the wrong spot." Right, so, right, right, say, right. You need an easier handle. I just can't put, think of. I do, want to cover uh, Do I love it when they call me Vic Mama? <laughs> I love it when they call. No. Me. That's no. so long. Yeah, that is very long. That is but long. They remember long it, like Biggie. But they call me Vicky. Yeah. I, don't, I want something clever and short. I don't, well, you guys, if you guys think of it on your next, make a list on your next show. We will. We'll see genius. what we can do. We can see what we can do. Yeah. All right. So um, for those that are listening out in the live chat, uh, we are going to do a post show. If you're interested in joining the post show, and uh, Victoria, I'll send you the link for this. But 
It is my cell phone number. Lowercase fools is the password. If you want to join us live after the show, we'll we'll hop on for probably 15, 20 minutes and uh, wrap things up. But Cliff, you got anything to take us out? Love everybody. Respect. I think that was referencing me. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I love you too. Uh, respect women. <laughs> and uh, success is the best revenge. <laughs> That's true. I'm gonna be so successful, and I'll be like, you know, you know, my my good joke that I wrote in the middle of this was that like when I become famous, this is gonna be the video they reference about how I'm unhinged. <laughs> Listen, and there you go. I'm glad I could be. I'm glad I could be a part of it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and with all of that, I name, love you. <laughs> I love you guys too. And with that, my name is Michael Reggie. This has been Do Fools Agree. Uh, check us out live on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that shit at Foolproof Net. Do me a favor, hop over to the podcast versions, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all that shit, and check out Do Fools Agree. Do me a favor, like, subscribe, comment, all of that. That helps us in the rankings. That helps us build up our audience, etc. Um, I appreciate everybody. Victoria, thanks for joining us tonight. And Thank you with- for having me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, there's no reason. No apologies. No apologies, no apologies necessary. And with all of that, peace out, fools. We love you. And love your mothers. Ha, 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 ha.